Hey, yo. Hey, Screeners, how you doing? It's me, the one, AJ, Anthony Jordan. And it's me, Nico Luro, here for a first time Friday, because it is our first ever another one. Friday, Friday. Friday. I just thought I put that out there. I know it's <laughs> to make your list. So. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all fitting. It's 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 a Friday sitting in LA. Just missed the list for me. So. AJ, it's our first ever another episode. I know, I know. First Friday, first. Hey, you know, first Friday, first Friday, first another. It's, uh, another it's, one. Yeah, exactly. DJ Khaled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, guys. Just just correcting the mic. Is that is that crispier? Do I sound better? Crispy. Yeah. Good. 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 Yeah, guys. Thank you for joining us on this unforeseen Friday. Um, yeah, I don't normally have this time of day off. I'm normally <laughs> normally somewhere at work, but Rotors have it that this was the the earliest day that the silver screen dudes could link up. Yeah, I, I fucked up something rotten here. I don't know if you've been looking at the Twitter account. I actually forgot to put the message out on um on Monday or Tuesday going no show Tuesday. So and you gotta understand, bro. It's my grandmother's birthday. I got my head elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. And like it, it's not I think it's never that we've not let people know that there's been a show change or like something's happened. It just doesn't happen. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not big, but we're vigilant. And I get these lovely messages from like Gavin Mann and Mixed Memorabilia going, fuck, are they okay? I hope they're okay. Everything okay? And it's like, no, 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 we're good, we're good, we're good. <laughs> they're good. Well, thank Go you, on. Thank you. But it's, it's very sweet that Gavin and Mixed Memorabilia were checking up on us. Uh, Mixed Memorabilia not here tonight, having fun uh, with his girlfriend. Um, by fun, I mean movie night. Um, take your head out the gutter, AJ. I uh, didn't do a damn thing. I was just waiting for more info. Uh, um, well, hopefully, uh, movie night fun follows with other fun because hey, it's a Friday night. But hey, not for me to judge if it doesn't. Bruv, any, if that's the type of fun you're talking about, Friday night is not fun night. Any night is fun night. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying just <laughs> double the fun. That's all I was talking about. Um, yeah, so shout out to the people who are on the VOD squad. I'm not expecting a huge live audience tonight, given that we are literally pretty much unannounced doing this. I put some messages out on Twitter to let people know, hey, surprise, it's tonight. Uh, what do you know? Um, but yeah, so I see Francis Lalonde is here. RJ Skarenki is here. Thanks for joining us, guys. Hope you stick around for the show. This is part two of our top 10 movies set in LA. And... In an unprecedented way, we need to refresh everyone's... Oh, Billy Mount's here too. Hello, Billy Mount. Hello, AJ and Nico. Thank you for joining us, hey, Billy, Billy Mount. Lovely to see you, Billy. And hello from America. Thank you. Thank you, Billy. Um, we would just like to refresh everyone, be you pod squad, vod squad, or live squad, that we had a conundrum last week, which resulted in us picking two of the entrants for the Rushmore already this week. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we'll remind you of who the automatic entrance are well do you want to do it now you may as well just be like these two are locked in from last week yeah. yeah so the two which are locked in already this week already in the rushmore from last week are pulp fiction and die hard they're both in non-movers pulp so fiction and, and die, die hard. hard so we only have two movies to fill this week um oh then the tech is here too it's been a while hey everyone hey, um small crowd tonight but it's a happy crowd and yeah, so two movies are locked in. And I guess before we get into it, we should refresh what happened last week, right? Indeed, indeed. Do you have a video of it? Because I can't actually remember what I've done my shit in. What now? 
No, I, I said, just I, I just meant the Rushmore. Okay, perfect. Even better. Good. What were you talking about? <laughs> Good. I thought you wanted us to do a whole countdown of our previous tens, which. Because I gathered all the info, normally I have my 10 seconds. Damn it, that would have been a good, good idea, good. to be honest. But I, I have the list, I have my list handy, I just don't have it in visual format. I have it in spoken format. Um, Actually, we probably should do that. So, do you have your list to hand or not? Give me a second, I can, I have, funny enough, because I keep these folders, I could actually load it or I could just say it. Um. Oh, dear me. Yeah, as you can see, guys, we are majorly planned. More days than ever, but we still are all over the place. Yeah. See how yes, I do. Well. You do have it. Yeah. Uh, so I went first last week, so I'll say what my my ten from last week were: Terminator Two, Training Day, Heat, L.A. Confidential, La La Land, The Usual Suspects, Die Hard, Singing in the Rain, American History X, and Pulp Fiction. Okay. Do you remember your West? Yes, point break. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Okay, um, in at number 10 for me was Live and Die in LA. Number nine was Training Day. Eight was Reservoir Dogs. Seven was Heat. Six was Falling Down. Five was Straight Outta Compton. Four was Boys in the Hood. Three, LA Confidential. Two, Crash. And number one was American History X. And bear with me a second. My worst was Four Rooms, which I still haven't got around to seeing and gavin thank you for joining us gavin is here good evening all slightly late was catching the end of buster keaton's go west everyone's talking about jenny the donkey from banshees i give you brown eyes the cow on amazon video (laughs) i love buster keaton so i'll check that out and gavin again thank you for the really kind tweets you were putting out expressing your concern for the for the silver screen dudes um yeah so the Rushmore from last week. Let's let's jump into that. AJ, do your your usual thing about how who hosts it and all that. So we, the Silver Screen Dudes, had our top ten, broke it down to our four, the four must-see movies of last week's genre, which was the first part of top ten movies set in LA. And part our one content- of three. Come again. Part yeah, one part of one three. Of three. <laughs> yeah, part one of three. So what we've done is we then posted it over to it was over to you guys to crown the best of the best of the best. El Capitan El Numero Uno. Yes, the best of the best of the best with honours. <laughs> El Capitan El Numero Uno. And to quote Highlander, in the end, there could be only one. What did we do? We hit posted that over to get old JT from We Love Movies at Movie Polls for you. Check out that, that Twitter handle. And then guess what? Movie MT Rushmore. That's us, guys. We retweeted it. So that means you only got one vote to have these contenders to crown well, El Numero Uno. And our contenders were. <laughs> not the smoothest you've ever done but i like no, the way you recovered no, it's a bit weird in how to bring it this time that's why um so we had our final four from last week were american history x heat la confidential and terminator 2 okay right sorry um bit of a bug nose there um but da, 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 da. Uh, i'm pretty sure this is where it's just gonna go terminator 2 at number four no oh wow i mean was my dad right? Was Heat at number four? Nope. Okay. Oh, don't. American History X. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. American History X only got 14% of the vote. Fucking outrageous. <sighs> <sighs> I really thought that would be a top two contender. Okay. Not, not even close. Terminator 2 at number three. Nope. Jeez. 
I mean, I'm happy, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this is weird because I've seen the love it had before. That, like, as I said, could be my favorite noir. LA Confidential. LA Confidential at number three, twenty-six percent. Right, I'm not going to shit on what I call one of my all-time favorite movies. So I'm going to say Heat at number two, and I'm wrong again. Heat at number oh. two. Oh, okay, okay, right, okay. Twenty-seven percent. Terminator Two stole it, bro. Thirty-three percent. It for me in a world that Terminator Two beats any of those three movies, it's a fucking joke. But that world weird, 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 weird. weird. And this is from someone who loves T Two. Like T Two is one of my go-to's in terms of films. Mm. Yeah. And for me to be like, ooh, ooh. T2 should it. not be beat, beating American History X. No way, no how, never. Sorry. No, no. That's fucked up. But hey-ho. No. <laughs> the people wow. have spoken. Okay. So our first finalist going into the mega poll so is he'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> Very good. Well done. <laughs> Take a bow for that one. Okay. <laughs> Wow. You, okay. You, you get an Optimus Prime smiley face for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Cool. All right. Gavin so. Man saying the right film won that poll. You behave, Mr. Man. I <sighs> torn emotions from the heart. Yes. The head is saying no. The head no. is saying no. Like I love T2 with a passion. Anyone who's watched any season or listened to any season of a pod will know what T2 means to me. People could even look at like go way back YouTube days. It was the poster behind me. Like this yeah. is what T2 true. is. It was, wasn't it? It was top fiction <laughs> in T2. This Very is where, true. Yeah. This is where T2 lies for me. However, oh, 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 especially when you got stuff like American History X. You know what I mean? Yeah, American History X, that was my number one. I can't even play, as I said, like, I was tempted to put a noir on this list. LA Confidential has taken its spot as my favourite noir. I didn't even put that on this list this week. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Like, those are some hitters, man. And again, this is from a guy who loves C2. Fair enough. I'm grateful, but I'm spun out at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right. right. So... Let's get into this week, I guess. Yes, but before we do, taking away the part of where we, you know, pass it over to at Movie Polls for you and retweet them and X, Y, Z, would you like to say to everyone what the show is all about? Yes, if it's your first time joining us, you're going to be confused as hell, but thank you. Welcome for joining us. So here's how the show normally works. AJ and I each get assigned a topic, we go our separate ways, we come right back here into the recording, into our live stream right here on Silver Screen Dudes on YouTube. Please do be sure to like the video, share the video with anyone who you think may be interested. It helps YouTube like us, which helps us bring you more content. Um, And please do subscribe if you haven't done so already. Um, AJ and I each get assigned a topic and we deliver to you, our film family, the Silver Screen Dudes, our individual top tens. This week, AJ will go first, delivering his bottom three. Looks like I have small little baby Trump hands here. When because of that. <laughs> my hands are not this small. Let's no, no. Fucking angle that bloody fisheye angle of the camera. Look, I put my hand here. I look like I've got a Donald Trump hand. Look at that. Look at that hand compared to my head. Look at that. Yeah, I bet it feels huge in this hand. <laughs> <laughs> I was tempted to run one of those jokes, but yeah, I did. Um, this week, 
AJ will go first delivering his bottom three. I will then deliver my bottom three. AJ will deliver his next two. I will deliver my next two. Then we will trade one apiece. If at any time, while we are rounding off our individual top 10 lists, one person has a movie in a higher position, that person will say... Punt. And we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the higher position. Once we have both rounded off our individual top 10s, we will create, in the voice of Chandler Bing from Friends, the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the four quintessential diverse must-see movies from the genre, which this week is another top 10 movies set in Los Angeles. I tried to another one. DJ. Yeah, that was also Give it a bit of a DJ Khaled on that. Another. There we go. So, okay, oh, Ibrahim's joined us too. Awesome. Hello, Ibrahim. Thank you so much Thank for joining very us. very much, sir. Okay, guys, here we go. In at number 10, probably my favorite buddy cop movie. I'm oh, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, Gavin, sorry. I thought it was Ibrahim coming on to tell me that Avatar 2 had just broken another record. Now, you always say don't go against James Cameron. He, here's the proof. <laughs> like, he's not wrong. That, that proof is in the pudding. <laughs> Literally, I am eating my own words. Fucking don't bet against James Cameron. It's yeah. not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Ibrahim, we are doing very well. Thank you for asking. And Billy Mount, I have not seen Ant-Man 3, and I'm really not rushing out to see it, to be honest. Do you know that's the funny thing, yeah? I was on the bus, no, off the train heading to the bus, and I saw the poster, and I was like, one, I hadn't seen your review. Two, I want to see it, but I haven't. It's going to be on Disney Plus in one week. Why would I rush no, out? You know what I'm saying? Like, here's the thing is, ugh, saying that I waited forever for Black Panther 2, I was kind of hurt by that. But, um... Yeah, do you know I why they didn't do that? Because it made money, so it stayed in the cinema. Weird that when you leave a movie in the cinema, it makes money. <laughs> Mind blown. I'm kind of pissed off with myself because we're actually in March, third day of March, and I've not been to the cinema yet this year. So my top 10, as much as I will have a top 10, as much as I will have a top 10 for the year, stuff like The Whale, Babylon, and stuff like that have been missed. Mm. You know, and I'm kind AJ of Vision later in the year. I mean, I've got my subscriptions. Hopefully some places will get them before I have to go that way. But yeah, I am kind of PO'd with myself. You know, that cinema experience. Don't get me wrong. Babylon is worth seeing in the cinema. Mm -hmm. My last two cinema experiences were pretty cool. Like, I loved my eyes up to, to Whitney. And then I'd had Avatar. So I'm, I'm not complaining. I saw Cocaine Bear last week. I saw your review. Meh. Yeah. 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 Not the yeah. send-off I would have wanted for Ray Liotta, but oh well. That's the thing. That's the one that kills behind that. But hey, what can we do? What's your number 10, AJ? Yeah, in at number 10, um, possibly one of my favourite buddy cop movies behind Die Hard 3. Um, I know I'll get stick for it because there's so many greats out there, and especially if you're in, in, in LA, it should be Beverly Hills Cop 3, or Beverly Hills Cop, sorry. But no, I'm talking Rush Hour, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great fun with it every time so that's the one i um to a lot of people who hadn't seen friday this was the thing that put um chris tucker on the map oh, maybe fifth element but i just think the pairing that you got with the the, the wise mouth and the, the the wise hands and feet of jackie chan just just made the ultimate clash of cultures which is essentially what it's all about couple of jokes you probably wouldn't get away with in today's society probably more than a couple but i just love the pairing and i think they they created such magic that you were able to get 
two more films out of it. The second film a lot greater than the third. But that's also something to... It's, it's, it's the angles that Chris took. Chris found religion and decided he wanted to be clean mouth, and that just didn't work for Carter, if, huh. if we're honest. But, um, yeah, um, the whole... The, the story of a young girl who's been kidnapped and um, the, her, her, her closest friend in, in, the, in, in the world it decides to take on this mission, flies over from Hong Kong, down to good old Los Angeles, and is chasing. Is gotta find Su Young because that's who he is. So obviously, the, the, the LAPD want no part of him, so they want to go for the guy who thinks he can join the FBI, but gets on everybody's nerves. Good old Chris Tucker, Agent Carter, and this parent of two guys who essentially want to work alone, think they're better than each other, somehow find a friendship and find a girl. Hey, it's a spoiler, but hey, if you ain't seen Rush Hour now, <laughs> you're a bit behind. I apologize for this spoiler. I mean, he's definitely less annoying in this than he is in Friday. I'll give you that. But, but Smokey's meant to be anno more annoying. Oh, and he is. But this isn't like wrestling where you're like meant to love, you're meant to like lord and applaud the guy for being annoying. Now, nah, Smokey, I just wanted to crush his lariats with my boot. <laughs> Leave him alone. Nah, fuck that. And you know this man. <laughs> Shut up. Smokey's all good. Smokey's all good, man. Smokey's a punk. He was. If you had a friend called Smokey, he wouldn't stay your friend. The thing is, it's the tropes, and I think back then everyone knew a person who had a friend like Smokey. That's the problem. Now it it doesn't stand. Like Smokey would be way too annoying. I'm not gonna lie. I've watched House Party for the first time this week, and I can see where <laughs> the characters were. Have you seen it? Of course. Okay, and I can see where certain characters, the same, the same kind of voice was out there. We're gonna kick your ass, man! <laughs> you motherfuckers! And I get it, but it's the '90s. It's the period. It's the location. It is what it is. I I'm, shock horror guys. Apologies. It didn't make the list. It it was in it was watchable. I I just believe it would have been more fun <laughs> um, earlier on in life. Just so it, it, I think it's very time um, dependent as well. So that's that's what it is. But yes, Carter and Chan Rush Hour, my number. Two. It's um, it, it is a good film. I, I I've always leaned more to Rush Hour too than this one, but this this was a good introduction. <laughs> yeah. You always think to what? Sorry. Rush Hour Two over Rush Hour yeah, One. Yeah, no, no, two, two was great fun. Two was great fun, but I, I, yeah, yeah, I think I could go with where you're going. But then again, you're you're talking Hong Kong as opposed to LA, which doesn't make it a fitting film for this category. Dan says we're too young. I think we're too old for what we caught because the nostalgia can't give you the bliss of what we're looking at when we watched it. And again, I'm not saying I disliked House Party. It just didn't make the list. I like House Party. <laughs> now, I would always be Friday over House Party. I'm sorry. Maybe Fuck it's no. Bro, I've just got to be real. I've just got to be real. Oh, hang on. Sorry. I'm thinking of Animal House. Totally different movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's that Friday brain working. That's it. <laughs> Daddy hasn't slept much this week. 
That's a Friday brain working there, son. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not the same movie at all. No, 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 no. No. no, in a world where you're getting me to pick between a douche and a turd sandwich between Friday and house party, I mean, I'd rather take none. Don't disrespect them, bro. They're not that bad. They're not that bad. Bro, they're, but they're also not that good. They, as I said, I think it's they're very... one-time watches. If I ever watch Friday again, do you know what? I actually could see myself watching Friday again, probably with you or Den trying to get a greater sense of enjoyment out of it in any other scenario than that i can't see myself watching friday i would love and i can't put myself to put money on it but i would love for you to give next friday a shot but i don't want to push it because i i like it's i wouldn't recommend friday after next because that was weak but from next Friday... You say that, and then I'm going to go and like it, right? <laughs> Maybe, but I feel next Friday you may find enjoyment. But again, that's on you if you want to do a trilogy of films. Uh, Denzel's also saying it. Watch Friday 2 instead. I do need to check it out at some point. <laughs> right. Go on, you're number nine. Right, in at number nine. Believe Another not, one. This, this was unexpected, but I've got the trifecta of heroes here action stars but yeah i'm is it a death taxes moment in which sense death taxes and aj talking about comic book movies oh fuck no 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 there's no comic book movies in this no god no 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 i'm just talking the three action stars coincidentally just found themselves following each other this week oh Um, right on i got you in and at number nine i still feel bad for doing it demolition man Hmm. We can talk. It's uh, it is AJ, my number eight. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Oh. And I know what you mean. Feel bad about putting it low. Now this feel, is a yeah. fucking great film. I've always had so much love for Demolition Man, and I I was here and I was like, I'm going through films, and I must admit, Demolition Man was like my original in my original list and then we said we're going to do another one i was like okay bombastic films go to the side but the magic of it and i was like you know what it's that touch of la but la in the future <laughs> because we're talking about two guys the ultimate cop and the ultimate villain who have been at odds forever you cryogenic freeze the bad guy and you think well what do we do now what happens what? when we defrost him well then you need to have what's, what's, sorry what's the grid Francis, what's your boggle? <laughs> what's my boggle? How much you weigh? Yeah, that that is forever my scene. And I just love the way that the world was so futuristic. And Wesley like, yeah, the free seashells there. <laughs> the free seashells, which may have been very, very handy um, two years back. Actually, the yes. Whole, the, the whole world ran out of toilet paper. Actually, yeah. Where were the three seashells? Yeah, yeah. Again, I would have done what Sylvester Stallone did. I would have gone by that machine and I would have cursed all day. I've got my toilet paper. <laughs> that's a different story. Also, yeah. I'm very interested to see if PSVR2 can implement the, the sex simulation from Demolition Man. If Sandra Bullock's in there, I'll sign up. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Rajesh Kuthrapali because she's great in everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You can't hear it. Hey, my girl, Sandy B. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So, 
you've got the ultimate villain, cryogenically frozen. So what do they do? They make sure they freeze the cop as well, because that's the only man who can stop him. The bad guy gets defrosted. Has he been rehabilitated? Heck no. So then we we um we defrost John Spartan to chase down Simon Phoenix. Both guys who Such are literal... great names. I'm sorry. Those <laughs> names. John Spartan and Simon. You can't make this shit up. Well, someone did, and they deserve a fucking medal for them. Let's oh, they do. They absolutely yeah. do. Like these are wrestling <laughs> names, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, John Spartan, the, the undisputed champion, John Spartan. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. And the villain, the Phoenix, rises from the ashes once again. Like, it's all there. <laughs> it's not to be booked. So these two essential cavemen, because that's what they are, are trying to fit in into this new world. However, they bring the old school to the new. And again, when we talk about how much do you wait, that fight scene where they're in the future and they go into the museum and go into what was essentially our modern day world and break that, I loved it. Absolutely loved that. Great film, top to bottom. Great film. And Gavin Mann says, Jack Black had a tiny role in Demolition Man. Yep, he was in there indeed. Also, yeah. a very early role for Benjamin Bratt. Like, mm. and, and his acting did not change after this. <laughs> it did not get better. He stayed Benjamin Bratt. Like, how do you know when you're a, when you're a really bad movie with a budget? Because you've cast Benjamin Bratt. Except maybe Doctor Strange, but they broke Benjamin Bratt's legs in that, so that was okay. It's not a good movie. It is not. He is not a good actor. Um, but the premise of the whole thing, I love this squeaky clean world where you've basically inserted Black Joker. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. Like, if you ever ever wanted to do some, like, you know woke washing of a character and cast the joker as black just please call wesley snipes please he he will do what you need to do he will do what you need to do <laughs> do you know do you know as he said benjamin bratt and i completely forgot about that i was like they actually called him to do miss congeniality with sandra bullock as well i was, like, I was just like you know it was at that minute i was like oh fuck yeah That's see what i mean time. see what i mean bad mm -hmm. movie with a budget don't know who josh you said <laughs> I'm telling you how it is. I love Demolition Man, but it's a bad movie with a budget, and I love it for that. Mm -hmm. uh, bro, it, it's just got some great fucking scenes. The Rat Burger. Funnily enough, did you know? And I that depending on what cut you've uh, cut of the movie you watch, you either have Taco Bell or Pizza Hut. Or Pizza the Hut. Restaurant yeah. they go to. Yeah. Mad that yeah. in it. It's weird. Weird. Uh, and you I can see one, the one of the deal fell through or something like that. And they re recut it or something. Yeah, something weird like that. The Pizza Hut is the more updated version, and you can see that they haven't sorted out the lip syncing to Pizza Hut. <laughs> 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 Why does your mouth say Taco Bell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, it's cool. Like, I, I do hope that. Like, the, do you know the sad thing is with the fact that you can't say anything nowadays without offending anyone anymore legitimately that is the direction we're heading in yeah yeah no for sure for sure for like sure. jesus you're, you're you're gonna have one a, a three seashell toy uh paper come out for using the word wank stain in a few years aj <laughs> come at me 
Come at me. <laughs> That's all I can say. Armored hot dogs. <laughs> Those silver screen dudes are talking straight out of Compton. Armored hot dogs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Yeah, very good film. That was yeah. your nine, yeah? Yeah, that was my nine. Your eight? In at number eight. Um, I can't remember. I think it was quite high, a lot higher for you last week. But Talk I think to me, AJ. Die hard. It was higher for me. It was. It was higher. Um, I think partially because of what we're. I don't know. It's, it's my tough. four. It's my yeah, four. Yeah, I really like Die Hard, but then the other films that come out, I've also got a preference for. And then I knew it was also mentioned last week, so it kind mm. of got ranked. But yeah, I mean, we literally spoke about it last week. We're talking about the man who just wants to spend Christmas with his wife at her Christmas party and terrorist takeover with Alan Rickman at <laughs> Like, if you want to know more, check last week's episode. Yes. <laughs> I just don't want to drag it. I don't want to drag it. Uh, right, okay, so over to me. Um, yeah, over to you, sir. Well, AJ, I'm going to need you to... First, I'm going to say things I liked. Some things I didn't, and then I'm going to need you to set me straight on something because I filled in a blind spot that you've been wanting me to fill in. Number 10 for me, Boys in the Hood. Okay, hit me. Now, I will say Boys in the Hood is a one-time watch that lasted with me. Um, it's not as lasting as like Pulp Fiction or something like that, but I will try to hit the spots. If you're going to ask me how did Lawrence Fis Fishburne age, I still can't answer that question. But, um, no, no, no! I don't give a fuck about that. Shit, shit like that doesn't bother me in movies. Um, that's that's poetic licensing, it's poetic liberties, as far as I'm concerned. You know, you're you're talking about the '90s when this film came out, '91, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have aging or de-aging tech, and prosthetics were not a feasible thing to do on a movie of a budget this size. It's like, so you forgive it, you suspend disbelief, which is what movies ask you to do most of the time anyway, and you don't get granular about it. I know Rich coming from the guy who gets granular, but this is <laughs> no, literally... You can forgive where you can forgive. Yeah, this is so not a big deal. Like, he has an age. Like, so fucking what? The way his character holds himself and the way the character behaves did age. So actually, yeah. I'd argue that the acting was such so good that it gave him the impression of being older which brings me to my first major positive Lawrence Fishburne is fucking fire in this movie yeah like yeah. he is fuck everyone in this movie he is the standout in this for me he is th this is like fuck morpheus fuck apocalypse now this is his career best movie that i've seen him in so far like he is fire in this movie he is a very 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 when I say very hateable um, Ike Turner in what's I've got to do with it as well, actually. But um, yeah, he's he's he, I, I as much as I say that, I think he's still very respected in this film. Like I I I love him in this film. He is brilliant. He is fucking brilliant. Like there there are scenes he's in which really really leave an impression on you like the scene where he steps up to the racist black cop i thought that was great uh, the scene where he actually goes into compton and explains how crack invading a black neighborhood versus crack invading a white neighborhood i thought that was fucking great the way that he's explaining to his son right from the get-go that i'm doing this to give you discipline and to give you structure in your life so that you don't end up 
dead. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is fantastic what he's doing. And it's very believable. Like at no point did I think he was an unfair or asshole dad. I was like, nah, you're strict. And I've seen the way my best mate's parents have been with him. I know for a fact this is a cultural thing. Like, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like straight up and down like six o'clock, as I said. Strict black parents. I know that's a thing and I know it's, you know, it's done well. And the end result is my best friend <laughs> is very good. Um, sometimes too harsh for my liking, but there you go. I'm down. I'm down. I don't regret it. You're like Eddie Murphy, like when in that, in that raw, um, no, it's delirious. In that delirious get ways. Like, I went over to a bad boy's house for the first time. I saw him cussing. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even say dang in my house. My dad was like, sounds too much. I damn. <laughs> <laughs> that that was kind of the way stuff go down. Um, the other yeah, one, and I believe it. I believe it. Now, Ice Cube was not good in this. Um, I saw a lot of praise for him when I was reading stuff. I thought he, I thought Ice Cube was just playing Ice Cube. But that's uh, the thing. That's the thing. You can't, you can't take away. And I'm not. Let's be honest. And I don't want to be a dick. I love the guy's music. Yeah. Mm, he's not the world's well, best actor. When has Ice Cube not played Ice Cube? 22 jump straight. No, but even <laughs> it was still ice cube though. But he had me fucking dying the restaurant. And he's like, fuck that pork shit. That was the ah. But when he realized they're gonna was... give black man no green beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like ice cube is always ice cube. That's the problem. And early on, he think of it, this is fresh out of nwa days like yeah, yeah, yeah. his first movie i get it yeah it's very he's gonna be straight out of compton like straight, straight. i know but bro reasons reasons doesn't change the fact that he is not good in this and it's no, but very, me, the character but, is who it is that's the thing he it takes me out of the movie so hard in this like just a personal he takes me out like when he's on screen i'm like i get what you're trying to do i get what your purpose is but you're doing it so fucking over the top badly that you are taking me out of this fucking movie. Um, I thought, I mean, Angela Bassett, I was happy to see her. I'm always happy to see Angela Bassett. Um, more and more, I fall in love with Angela Bassett. She's so stupid. She's so good. After seeing Wakanda Forever, I made the miss. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. I made her watch into Excel again. And I'm just like, Angela, like you don't miss. She doesn't. She doesn't miss. She, doesn't miss. she is so fucking good, Angela Bassett. Yeah. Um, now, it, the movie does one thing at the end, which I thought was very lazy filmmaking. So it got, that's why it kind of got bumped down to number 10 for me. And now we're, um, in a moment, I'm, we're going to move on to the part where I need you to educate me and like get my mind straight on something. But so the ending, this movie is not a true story. And because and but the way no, the end no. it's not, but the way the ending of the movie pans out is that it's kind of like masquerading as one. It's like, you know, when Doughboy's working off and it's like, and Doughboy was shot two weeks later. I'm like, don't tell me, show me. And Trent went to school. Don't tell me, show me. <laughs> These are not real fucking characters. Like, I get that this is kind of loosely, and I use the word loosely extremely in capital letters here. This is loosely based on John Singleton's upbringing. In other words, 
he was probably raised in a rough neighborhood and saw some shit go down. I think that's about as much as, I mean, I'm speculating here, but I believe that's probably about as much as it is based on his life. Um, but you've created these quite believable, rich characters and you kind of just stop the movie. And the movie's not particularly long. You could have given me a little bit more. I remember watching it and thinking, oh, it's over. I, that I will give you. I remember watching it and thinking, oh. It was oh, very it was abrupt. And, I, and people may pull for Stand By Me going, yeah, but you know, they did it in Stand By Me. These weren't real characters. Yes, correct. But the reason Stand By Me managed to get away with it is because of that last scene where it's all in the memoirs of a fucking book. Like they gave you an actual movie device, which explained why they made that creative choice, which enabled the creative choice to work. Here, it was just like, we ran out of budget, cut, tighter. I mean, potentially, potentially, but it's the, I think, how can I say it? It's an unnecessary drag. It's like, that was the turning point in each man's life. Like that incident, Make was defining moment. So if you're going to say that this is the point, this is what everyone has to focus on. Like if we did stretch it that bit further to be like, just to show this guy got shot again, he went to school, like he went to school. Then you have to work on the dynamics, which may not necessarily look, look at the impact of the end and what you need now to show how they slowly break off and how he's broken into school. Then don't how end it with titling, end it without titling. It could easily have just been, you could you could have ended it with a you could bro you could have ended it with a black screen with the title just another day. That would have had so much more power than giving this this lame explanation of what happens to these fictional characters, which you're then not showing or but developing. In, in a way that says loosely, as much as it's not that, we also don't know, and sadly Singleton's not around for us to find out, like what and how, who is what, like how close it was to his life, like. Again, you, it, it may not be as closely based on it, but a friend of a friend. Do you get what I'm saying? But you've 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 merged two characters For, into one. Bro, I, I, I can only go off what I've read online because it, the, the ending obviously intrigued me. I was like, oh, okay, this. I get the impression that this is obviously quite real. Then this must be. No. If, it, if it's close to home, you can merge characters and scenarios. Sure. Do you get what I'm saying? And 100%. I think with that, with that, it, it you just leave it there, and to be. Put it this way, because the bond wasn't there, let, let's play put him as Cuba Gooding Jr. because essentially that's the way you would want to see it. Essentially, Singleton became a filmmaker, so he made it. He went to school. He doesn't potentially know what happened with X or what happened with Y. You can only say, well, I heard he got shot, but we don't know how much of a link was there. You break off from certain people after a while. Like, you know, it was, as you said, yeah, just another day, but it was like, at this point, when dad brought me into the house, that, I think that I think it's quite poetic. But the movie wasn't movie. narrating at all, so to he then to then go from first person narrator to third person narrator, I was like, "That's a creative choice that does not work for me." You can't just mix up your narrator your your narrating tempo for no reason at all. Like that's literally broken writing. Like ask any fucking basic college student, like what are the rules? You you were talking about doing the beginning of a book of one because why? Because they say you can't say yeah. these are things that people just know. You do not change your narrative tense from first to third person unless there's a damn good reason. Like the but narrator in the first here's person. The thing. That, that question that it had you asking, yeah. 
made you search, made you believe, oh shit, was not this because real? of the characters, because of the choice of switching narrative tenses. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but it, it, it leaves that with the characters. Come again? I didn't care about the characters, whether that was true or not. I was trying you to find you out. You didn't why care about what they're. No, because they're fucking what, fictional. What I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is irrelevant of, not irrelevant of, but do you not feel that in, bear in mind, we're talking early 90s as well, right? Mm. Where you can't just flick through to Google to find out how true it was. Does it give you more of a takeaway of, oh shit, this, this, oh, this has hints of real to it? Yes, sure, sure, sure. Give, give it its time period. It, it now makes you feel like, fuck, this, this is, an, as you said, just another day. It makes you feel like, fuck. Oh shit, what did I just watch? Did I just watch something real? It didn't have to say based on a true story, but you it left you... Bit, you put the movie football. out of jail there with the time setting. I'll give you that one. Um, I, I'm not 100% sure, but it's the only way I can... No, you may, you may be right about the time setting. It, you know, it's a bit of emotional manipulation, but what good director hasn't done a bit of audience emotional manipulation? So, Like, bro, for, for me, it's weird that I... I mean, I, again, I watched it too late, but people believe that Fargo was based on a true story and still go looking for that briefcase in the snow. And I'm like, behave. But do you get what I'm saying? You have ways of manipulating people into believing your story. That could have been his tug. Yeah, yeah. So, so now's the part where I need you to educate me. Because in all of these... Um, am I allowed to call them black exploitation films still? That's what they've always I been known I as. would give that more to, to, to Shaft and stuff. I personally like to call these hood movies. I don't know if that's acceptable. So this, Straight Outta Compton, Menace to Society, Friday, um, uh, Do the Right Thing, these all fall under the same bracket for you, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Call them hood movies. Um so now, here's what I wanted to ask you. Of the Hood movies I've seen, the perspective has obviously always been from the struggling African-American perspective because, frankly, we get enough of the, of the successful white man perspective, so they are a refreshing beat, right? What they've all had in common for most part is that hate is the true enemy, but the hate that exists within the black community is... And this is why I need you to tell me why I'm wrong is usually derived from the oppression which they're subjected to because of white white supremacy, yeah? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're, I didn't get a vibe of that in this movie. Like, the, the, the white, white man kind of wasn't there. And so... Because the imprint is there. The imprint is there. Can I tell you what I would like in it too? Yeah. It's really far-fetched to how it's there, but it's, it's the imprint. Obviously, it's, it's spelled out to you in another one. Harrison Wanda. Do you know where there's that civil war, essentially, that goes on? And it goes so far back that people don't even know why they hate each other? Take that on a more affluent area, even though they're in a struggle. There are these different influences and imprints that you're going to get from the way society has led you to be where you are. So it's not spelled mm -hmm. out. And I think a lot of times, and I'm not saying it wasn't widely seen, but the community either understood it or people had a perception of this is what it's like to be in LA. So so this is the question then, because De Den's been kind, kind of saying it, you know, how did you feel about the Ricky scene? How hood walls start over something so small? Um <laughs> JTI Obadich says your Transformers 5 review was funny as fuck. 
Thank you. <laughs> Much appreciated. <laughs> I don't always get that animated and angry, but that's greatly appreciated. Thank you. Um, also, fuck you, Michael Bay, for life. But now, back to this. Um, here's where I need you to clarify something for me, because there isn't really the white danger, you know, the, 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 the white danger, the white, the, for lack of a better word, call it the white danger. Yes, Lawrence Fishburne references the disparity between crack in a white neighborhood versus crack in a black neighborhood, no doubt. But what annoys me is kind of what Dennis said here, how hood wars start over something so small. Like, Ricky getting shot, I was kind of like, huh? Over that? You literally nudged him, and he called you out, and now you're beefing. Why? Yeah, but bro, it it it's but again, this is the, the sad thing is shit like this happens, and it's because of the look, I don't want to say the system you're in, but it is you, you know, nowadays they call it the trap. Once you're in the trap, you're you're fucked. That's that's the way kids talk nowadays, yeah. It's you 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 find just oh, okay. The better way to say it is when you've got nothing, you'll fight over crumbs. And that's what happens here, is that you just get edged and it's the smallest bit. Whether mm. it's, you know, they talk about like council war estates. Um, you, I'm going to call it, I think something like chipmunk or something. You're beefing over a council estate. The council could move you tomorrow. Like it's, I can't remember the exact lines, but it's that. It's the small bits that you have when there's not much to have means a lot, you know? And that's how it just escalates into dog eat dog, essentially. It's it's very it's it's hard to explain, but it's it's the same as what you would do in the corporate world. You're just fighting over bigger stuff, and you have different ways of handling it. You you, you go medieval, lower down the scale. You know that's the way I personally see it. It's it's just something I've always been. I don't want to say familiar with because I'm not like that hood. For fuck's sake, I went yeah, you went to the lease. That's a private school, but I'm also aware of what. <laughs> You know, I'm also aware of what goes down. It's the smallest thing. But again, look at look at how stupid things can be. And I know we were teenagers at the time. Do you remember little Andrew? Um, I think he was in your year. Greek guy, half Greek. It wasn't Drew, the one that was in my year. It was another one. And I remember. Oh, Andrew. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And do you remember that time he like I I and I pray to God the kids are okay. I thought about him just the other day. Never thought I'd bring him up again on, on pod over this. But do you remember there was some shit over like a marker and some guy came around and they smacked him in the arm and he lost feeling in his arm. We're talking over a marker. Yeah. And that's in our fucking fancy dancy school that we went to, which failed an offset report recently. I'm getting to it. <laughs> I'll send you the link. But <laughs> but this is the this it's there now you would say okay it's grown men it shouldn't be that but when this is all you've got you will fight for it and again i don't want mm. to but you have to also look at the civil war chris rock talked about mm -hmm. yeah it's that n mentality you're you're taking it to that place for what for what what are you that's doing that's kind of what frustrated me it about is, watching these guys i'm like what the fuck man just like I'm, who the that, fuck am i to say behave when as you said you've got nothing but you've literally barged him and he's got angry that you've barged him and now you're angry that he's angry like huh yeah because you, you did know, wrong just say quote, sorry quote quote, quote quote tony montana all i've got is my mouth and my, my word and my balls like yeah I'm, I'm not gonna step down to you fuck you da, 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 da. and it builds over stupidness but you stepped up to him it's your fault. 
Yeah, but it's, it's like you could have been like, yo, bro, but it, it's he got pissed off. Don't call me no punk bitch. And then it's like, whoa, what? And it just becomes escalates over nothing. Ugh. It's stupid, but bro, I let me like, tell you, you want to talk now. about fucking egos that have got no right. Bro, I, I, I can't talk for anyone else, but let's be honest. We are talking. You are going to a place next month where the actual or the month after where you can. No, it's this month. Wear... It's in twenty-seven days. Okay, cool. You cannot wear certain colors in certain areas. Like San Andreas is not a joke. <laughs> the color war still happens between red and blue. Like this Raw and SmackDown thing that we've always had, Chelsea Arsenal, it's a lot deeper red and blue over there. <laughs> right? That's. But that. I, was that what this was about? Because they, that, if not, it was, I didn't get war. a good sense of that. It's not a blood and crypt war, but it's the same kind of mentality. Do you get what I'm saying? It's It's very much just, yeah. You, you you fight for what you've got. It's all about stepping up. It, it, it's this mad mentality of what you will accept. And I've seen it, bro. Like, my actual thing. I don't, bro. I don't doubt that it's there. John Singleton. Well, no, that, it, it doesn't make sense. But the sheer it fact, really like, me going to big tones now is acceptable. When, you know, you're too old for that shit now. But there are certain people, and it's not that big tones there is the worst. But certain people will tell you certain things where you get that question. And to this day, it still exists. Yo, bro, what end are you from? What are you doing around it? Do you know what, what I mean? And that just because you answer the wrong area, you're at war. I'm not even involved in your dumb shit, but it's a problem because I've got the wrong postcode. Do you get what I'm saying? So it sounds stupid as fuck, but reality shows you that that stupidness can happen out there. It's weird, but it, it, it's, it's, it's these ingrained weird, wars. But... I, th I think your your description of fighting over the little crumbs that you have, I think that 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 does resonate with me. That yeah. does make sense. It's still mad, but I, it is. I, it is, and this is why. And that's what well, took me out of Ricky's death scene so much because I'm watching it going, I know I'm supposed to be sad, but I'm more angry at the fact that this went down this way. Not angry in a way like, oh, I really feel for this character. Ma angry in a way like, you're both fucking stupid. But but again, this is why, and this is why characters like. Lawrence Fishburne's characters like Samuel L. Jackson in Coach Carter hit so hard to me because it's guys who are saying, what are you doing? That's why I love them because I've seen that world and I'm like, guys, there is better out there. You don't need to pull out a strap because a man barged you. Do you know what you I mean? You get me. It, 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 this is why, and honestly, so when people are like, oh my God, like, yeah, okay, Coach Carter got a strap. I've told, I've told you this story so many times before, like, the bad boys in Thailand, like, and, and people think, oh, the Asians is that they'll fuck you up. Like, the Thais in the whole of Southeast Asia have got no consideration for life whatsoever. Like, it's the same type of small mentality bullshit where if you step on my toes, I'll, I'll dust you. Yeah. But like, th there was a line you could pull on someone because you know I've had guns pulled on me yeah. out there. But there was yeah. there's lines you could drop on people out there. Takun Kenjin It's it's a golden line and it literally means if you are a bad boy, why do you need a gun? Every time that line got dropped, the gun goes away and a fight breaks out. Yeah, do you know what? And it's... I'm not gonna lie, you can but again, and I know you don't like Friday, that's what Craig Dad's was about. Because other men, and I've said it, and I'm not here to talk it like fuck it, I'll put it out in the public. I've said it to my girl. I like I can't fight, so I'm gonna do what I have to do. So a lot of these boys out there with the knives, the guns, don't have what it has to do this. 
yeah? And before it gets to a point that I'm going to look like a punk and I'm going to feel pain, I'm going to hurt you in ways to end it. And then before you know it, because that happened, it's, it's sad, it's sad, but it's real. Because these things have become accessible. And this is where, even though, the, and it sounds so bad, and I don't want to blame it on a culture, but because these weapons have become readily available in the hood like yep. that, yeah? I'm not going to make it, who brought it in there? Do your research, people, because, mm. you know, I don't want to say where I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah no, but, that's yeah, real. You know, because it's been available like that, and this guy who was probably a punk bitch, for the better part, gets shoulder bars, and it's a matter of words now, and no one can back down because you... you on the street, your word, your name is your bond, like Debo. Like again, as much as it's mad, that's what the Debo rep means. That, and that's why when the big bully, it's very, it's very playground mentality. But this it may really I'm not saying is. you're gonna, really gonna say this you're gonna appreciate Friday a lot more, but that's what it is. In reality, those names are there. Do you remember it sounds again playground mentality back in the day? Yeah, I know Rod, I know name. I am Rod, you dickhead. Very funny story, guys. I'll <laughs> another time. <laughs> But it's that same mentality. You have certain names on the street that will say, okay, oh, fuck, he knows this. So when you can knock out a Debo, it's like, rah, you took out Debo. Like, it, it sounds stupid, but it's real. And that's what those levels are. It's crazy. Okay. It should not happen with dumb, grown mate. men. It really it should, should not happen. happen with grown men. It's the, it's You've explained it very well. Thank you for clarifying. For the sake of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, look, Chris Strangrove's in the house. Hi, Felicia. I <laughs> <laughs> do, Chris. Good to have you here, Chris. Yeah, let's let's continue this because as Gavin Manns just said, are we still on Nico's ten? Yeah, we should speed up. Um, no, but I thought that was a that was a deeper conversation than we normally have on Pod and one that I really wanted to have. So it reminds my me podcast. I wanted to have it. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of your stag where we kind of it's just the deep sometimes it needs to happen because I needed my headset straight on this. I'm like, what am I watching? This is annoying me. Like, not because the movie's bad, movie's good. Movie's good for the reasons I explained about the narrative switching, it falls short of being great, and then you got the annoying hood thing, right? But you've cleared that up. So we're good. Watch Friday it, again, so if you prefer it now. Anyway, we move on. <laughs> I might just for the fuck, you really want me to like that movie, don't you? Wait, that's not my fucking nine. I was going to say, fuck you. No, not no, 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 no. no. Um, and at number nine for me, Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock, and Dennis Hopper, there's a bomb on a bus. Speed. Minor pun. And my number eight was Demolition Man, which you've talked about, so over to you. Right. Shocks me to say it. My number seven. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Bro, I, I was like, did I really do that? Me? What? A dickhead? Yeah. I, I, I was very shocked. Yes. Again, I, I think there's there's a very fine line of it was mentioned last week. It's also, I try to, as everyone knows, there are my favorites, the ones that keep getting brought up. I try to put them at the lower end of the spectrum, and that is essentially where it is. Otherwise, Terminator 2 would probably be easy, top three selected. Um, yeah, and it was brought up last week. It's it's one of those. Um, many will say Terminator One is the better film. I've seen Terminator yes. One once. I have seen Terminator Two countless times. Terminator One is because I've seen Terminator Two countless times, and it was weird going back. It made sense why Linda Hamilton first saw him as the villain. That was like the most logical thing to me. But I was like, it didn't have the bombastic, and that's because Terminator One was man versus machine. 
whereas Terminator 2 became man versus superior machine. And mm. again, it set pace for what came next in the world of Terminator. Very hard to ever be outdone in the world. Of it Terminator. wasn't. It hasn't been outdone in that sense. Yeah. And that's why Terminator 2 sticks out to me. I could, especially now in the way that I have become, I don't want to say grounded, but I've, I'm more open to films. Like, I, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, Terminator 100%. I was like, fuck off. What do you mean? Terminator 2 for the win. Fuck the rest of you. Don't want to hear anything else. I'll never watch Terminator 1 again. I'm open to watching Terminator 1 again. I know. We're molding a cinephile out of you. It's wonderful. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. The T2 will still probably be the winner. But I'm open to be like, okay. Give, so this it, five, is give it five years. I've I've, wor I've worked you now for six years. I need another five. fucking you. The cheap. The Oh, you're making the hood come out, bro. No, just, don't make me explain boys to the hood and feet. Yeah, MMA, you got pets, I got text. Permission permission to drop some Ebonics? Go. Pussy or. Oh, all right, blood. I know your ends, B. <laughs> enough, enough. Right. But yeah, no, Terminator 2 is one of those, and I. I don't want to say it's the first action film because I probably saw like Die Hard and shit before that. But when it went to rough madness, uh, to me, it's like it's the standard Arnie movie for me because I'm like, that's that's where I knew. I didn't. Oh I didn't God, think no. Jesus, no. But I, I, no, I get but to me, like, bro, like to me, it was this Twins and Kindergarten Cop. Predator came a lot later. Yeah. Running Man and um, Total Recall. Running Man, right. Total Recall, bruv. Come on, there you go. True lies, motherfucker. T2 is just very cool to me. It has all Gee. levels of cool to me. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's That's the movie they should fucking remake. Oh, Running what? Man. Oh, Running Man. They did yeah. the rollable. Shane McMahon and Paul Heyman were in it. it was no, thank weird. you. <laughs> it was weird. Um, who... Do you know so that Running was your Man? Seven, right? Yeah. Just before I go any further, do you know who was originally meant to play the Running Man? Who it was first offered to? Oh Jesus, Tom Cruise? No. Go on, Dolph Lundgren. No, no. Christopher Reeve. Oh, that's fucked. It's weird. Yeah, but yeah, he was. And I think I, I, was... I see the comedy in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was Running. I think it might have been both Running Man and Total Recall he was meant to do, and he turned them both down. I'd have to talk to my mate John again, but yeah, Christopher Reeves was off of both of those. I'm, I'm sure it was both of those. Right. Mm. In at number six was the punt from earlier. Speed. Just a bomb. Hot quiz, hot chat. Fucking love this one, man. It's um, great. It's such a great slice of 90s. Yeah, unintentionally, I took who we always thought were the top three action stars of all time. And they came behind Keanu Reeves, who was voted right. greatest action star of all time. Was not intended. When I looked at my list, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Look what I just done. <laughs> yeah. To I me... I say, I cannot wait for John Wick 4. Oh, I'm, I am. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. But I got John the Wick and Donnie Yen and Hiroyuki Sanada in there. Are you kidding me? Are, are that, you out of your mind? Like That's what's going to make it awesome. Um... John Wick story started to get up, not get on my nerves, but the part where he like left, came back in, cut his finger off. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? So I started to get a bit wound up with him in part three. But yeah, let's let's do this. I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. But yeah, um, 
it's weird when you i mean i think of speed because it's such a mad concept you know so good. once the boss hits a certain speed the bomb is triggered and that's it if it goes down it will explode and it's so nuts and it just takes so you on this wild ass journey such a mad journey and it i i must admit it was weird and i don't know if you've seen these films yet but i was growing up at the time so for you to tell me that uh, that was Bill or Ted doing this awesome stuff, it just didn't even connect. It just didn't even connect to me. I was like, "What, really?" Like, but yeah, he 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 made his mark on this, and it, it showed the world a different side to Keanu, as far as I'm concerned, and it, for the better. I mean, it made him an action star, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I d- he's not a good actor, but it's so it's so hard to not like Keanu, isn't it? Like, he's so fucking likable. Yeah, um, and he does some awesome stuff. If you ever read what Keanu Reeves does as an Oh, he's a bad motherfucker, dude. Like, he really yeah, commits. No, no, but I'm also talking, like, the, the, the charitable side to him. Like, you oh. know, like, he doesn't do the fancy stuff. He donates a lot to charity. He, mm-hmm. You know, people who he hears are sick, he does a lot for him. Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of heartbreaking good stuff in Keanu Reeves. I've he's a good dude. Him. He's a good dude. Yeah. He is one of the good ones. Um, <laughs> Yes, Chris Trenger, I've got my joke. Tom Cruise, because he runs in every movie. Yeah. <laughs> um yes no i i i can't really add to what you've said it's got a brutal opening doesn't it the papers boom knife to the head like okay my little eight-year-old mind is not going to forget that one in a hurry no no it will not it will not it's it's and a weird angle i'm just thinking off my head now jeff bridges like you don't see him in roles like that often Jeff Daniels. Daniels, sir. Yeah, Jeff Daniels, sir. Very different actor. Bridges. Jeff, Jeff Bridges, Bridges would work in that. Jeff Bridges would work in that role. That's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> Jeff Daniels, you don't see him in that role, but it actually worked in a weird way. It was, yeah. He's underrated in that capacity. He was also in that type of role in um, Looper, where he was, again, really, really, really good. Yeah, like, Jeff, Jeff Daniels has got an interesting gear to him. Um, yeah. It's just, it's not been used, utilized enough, has it? No, it's really not. But yeah, fucking great slice of 90s action. Pure, unadulterated, dumb fun. Exactly. The bus jump. Yes. (laughs) Just, yeah. Exactly. We're here for it all day. We're here for it all day. All day. Another one. Um, So that was your six, yeah? Indeed. All righty then. My seven, funnily enough, was that poster I brought up earlier. Nightcrawler. This, not a pun. It's actually, in honesty, in next week's list because I looked at it today and I was like, ah, no, I can't. Like, the balance of where I was going to put it, especially because two films had to make it onto the list, I was like, I can't. You know, because if it hadn't been for the fact that I had to guarantee those films or had they been in last week, mm-hmm. this would be here. If I'm honest, I think it would have been higher than that. Okay. So, for, okay. For the sake yeah. of the fact of catching up with a bit of time, because we took about half an hour on my number 10, I'll talk about this next week. And if you want to see what I have to say about Nightcrawler, tune in this coming Tuesday. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Fair Get out of jail free card. We're up to my number six. <laughs> we could um, do that. All right. I'm going. Huh. One, two, three, four noir movies. Wow. Okay. Not in a row, but I've got my remaining six, four of the manoirs. Madness, mate. All right, my number six, The Nice Guys. 
I had a fit. Do you know what? I need to see this film again, right? Yes. I do need to see it again. But I remember, I don't know, for some reason, I wasn't sure if it was there or Miami. I don't know why I was started questioning where the film was. But yeah. This film is like the weird offspring love child of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and LA Confidential. It's fucking great. The chemistry that Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling have on screen together is out of this world good and funny. Shane Black's writing is as hot as ever. I love the way that LA... Like, I'm a big fan for when you give a city that's been shot to death new life. I, I've always said I love the way Michael Mann shoots Los Angeles. You know, there's a movie, a movie with Tom Cruise, which I'm sure is going to come up. That's a cool LA. The way he shot LA in heat, that's a cool fucking LA. Like, um, yeah. Th this, the way Shane Black has done LA, I love. It feels like I'm back in the 60s or 70s, even though it's not set then, but like, well, maybe it is. With the suits, it could be. I could be wrong about that. But it very much feels like it's in the 60s and 70s. They've perfectly, perfectly captured that noir vibe of LA. And yeah, man, I, I, to go into detail about what the plot is, is kind of like going into detail about the plot of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or LA Noir. What you need to know, it's a Los Angeles noir movie with two of the best actors on the fucking planet firing on all cylinders working with each other in this movie. It is amazing. Cool. As I said, we'd love to add, hey, who knows, it might even make it into next week's as well. But yeah, it's one of Do those... I've kind, of, I've kind of been a bit, a bit blank on it, actually. I blanked out on that. Um, the nice guys, but I remember having a bit of a laugh with it as well at the same time. So, to quote Emperor Palpatine, yeah. "Do it." <laughs> May well happen, bro. Right. That was your. That was my six. six. So you're five. Right. We all know me. We all know me, and this one does get brought up a lot. But it's 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 all kinds of awesome. Can you guess? Do you know what it is? No. That's my all-time number one, bro. Oh, okay. Back to the future part two. <laughs> Back to the future part two. I, I know. Now, as much as there is an argument for what is the better Terminator, I know a lot of people will straight out say it's Back to the Future Part One. Fuck the rest of them. Back to the Future Part Two, like Terminator Two, was my first one, and there's something about the futuristicness of it that I cannot unsee. It's all good. I, I appreciate. I've even looked. At, I remember buying the trilogy watching it and I was like, I get the tropes. You can't outdo the tropes of Back to the Future Part 1. You really can't. It, it's there. It's the blueprint. It's copied time and time. Single-handedly, uh, the most uncomfortable scene in cinema ever. Oh, boy. Mom. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. No. Oh. No. 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 <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. She, daughter she's, before she's... mum. Put a gun to my head. Daughter before mum. Any day. <laughs> Not even a fucking choice. Mm -mm. I don't think you want that as a soundbite, but I get where you're going. No, you but, don't, um, I don't give a fuck. I will stand yeah. on that hill. I really don't give a fuck. Daughter before mum, and I say that as a dad. Like, I don't give a fuck. You, no. That scene in Back to the Future, just no. no it's, it's all kinds of wrong. It should, like, you're like, ah, 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 It's there. But you, but you, ha. Ah. No, don't finish yeah. that sentence ever. Like, Out. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it's, there's something about, as I said, it's the futuristic elements to it. It's the way they, you, you will see what happens with time tampering. 
Do you know someone also said to me something about Back to the Future Part 1? I'm with Den. Is this LA, AJ? Yeah. I'd done my research. I can't remember where, but it was Los Angeles. Now you're asking me to put it. I categorically searched it. Um, here we go again, because I did search it, guys. Yes, Chris Trengo, very, very ew. Yes, I know I said something nasty there, but I said gun to head. But, but, hold on, hold on, hold on. It, it might just be the whole... The whole thing. Yeah, yeah, which is still very ew. Oh. Oh. Universal City, California, um, Los Angeles. I'm sure I know it's California. I'm trying to find the part where I logically, categorically saw Los Angeles to it. Mm -hmm. It's not just California, it had Los Angeles, but I can't find the. I mean, I could always take it out and put another film in, but yes. Chris Trengrove. Hill Valley is a fictional town in California that serves as the setting of the Back to the Future trilogy and its animated spin off series. Are we working with California, or do I have to specifically like? Do we need? Well, to this movie's set in Los Angeles. Otherwise, I could have gone to San Francisco and brought in Rise of the Planet of the Apes here. You know what I mean? You could have. Okay, so I I can bring another film in if we're going to like challenge the actual spot. I did read Los Angeles somewhere. I'm just trying to find the exact part that said it. Again, being a fictional town, who knows what part of it is there? <laughs> Play me, bro, because I've, I've actually got other films from like. Do like, do another one. Do another one, just for the sake of. Do you know what? Do you know what? Let, let let's 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 play it safe. Because number five is a good number for it. Nine. All right, cool. I, I, can, <laughs> I can work with that. I can work with that. It probably would have been about two or three next week, but I can work with number five. Didn't want to give me that leeway for that number 10 being going on about half an hour. Okay, cool. <laughs> it, it, it avoids us having that confusion of, well, it makes the list this week because you mentioned right. it last week. You know, yeah. Um, cool. This Nightcrawler is, is incredible. Yeah, this is one of the creepiest films I have seen. Well, it's weird in a world where this is the same guy who done um, Donnie Darko. But Jake Gyllenhaal goes all kinds of dark and dirty in this film. He has you all kinds of uncomfortable. A man who decides he's going to create a, a, um, a career out of filming the incidents and bad happenings of, of Los Angeles, essentially. And it's it goes from tailing them and seeing them happen and how far he's going to go without being too humane and trying to, do the them. to actually start to make them happen the relation the relationship he has with people the way he goes to these media companies because of the power he has oh, behind it's it. so creepy it, oh and it's the the, the, the the this essential nobody who becomes this power hungry monster yeah. it is vile and disgusting it has you on edge it feels disturbing but you can't and it's quite poetic in the film that's of a man who you feel should do the right thing and should stop watching has you doing the exact same thing you know mm -hmm. this is wrong he's a wrong and and you just keep watching it just to see what he's going to do next what comes next it's i never thought of the poetic justice behind that but yeah <laughs> yeah it's um yeah, it's quite the fucking film. I do love Dan Gilroy's work. I know you weren't a big fan of his follow-up, Velvet Buzzsaw. I really enjoyed it. I was about to blow my nose, that's why I was muted. That film was weird as fuck, and I just yes. I locked off. I need to come. I made I, I can't even see myself giving it another shot. That's the weird part behind it. I, I know there are many films I say I will give another shot. Velvet Buzzsaw, I was just like, 
the fuck am I watching? And I couldn't. But I, I, it's I, so hey, weird. Hey. Yeah. But the weirdness for me worked like, I, I, and I don't think it's one of those like, oh, for some people it went over there. No, 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 no. Everyone understood this film. It, there's nothing profoundly difficult to understand about it. It's either you enjoyed it or you didn't. It's as simple as that. <laughs> but it's fucking weird. Um, yeah, I do love Dan Gilroy as um, as a writer. I have to say, and as a director. But yeah, but again, another guy who captured LA in a really unique, interesting yeah, way. Yeah, big time, big time. There's a beauty to what he's doing. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, um, career best performance from Jake Gyllenhaal? Question mark. Oh, I mean, there's always that soft spot for Donny, but this is this is this is this is you've grown and you you've shown that you can still deliver that kind of quirk and dark. You know, Donny was disturbed. This is a different kind of disturbed. This is a disturbing character. Yeah, he um, does disturb so well, Jake Gyllenhaal. I have to say, although I do love. Twilight Boy as Batman. If it wasn't Robert Pattinson, I would have loved to have seen Jake Gyllenhaal as Batman. That's that's not a bad shot. He's got the fucking frame for it. That's not a bad. Boy's shot. always jacked. He's got the jawline. He can definitely act. <laughs> and I think he would have given me a good Bruce. But again, mm. that's not Robert. That's not Robert's fault. That's the direction the film took. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I could have been down. Prisoners there. is a good shout, Chris. Actually, I forgot about Prisoners, but yeah, Nightcrawler tops for Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I think so. He's fucking up. What's the one? Um, the the oh, the one about the Boston Marathon where with the terrorists. Oh fuck, that was such a good film. I can't remember the name. That's a good film. That was oh shit. Chat, help me out, Gavin, Den, Chris, Francis, if you're still there, help me out, Ibrahim, if that you know. That was a shout really out. good film. Movie where Jake Gyllenhaal becomes a paraplegic and he loses his legs in the Boston Marathon. Help me when out. When we've done the top 10 Jake films, I remember that one sticking out to me, man. Peter Berg directed it. Help me out. Hey, guys, what is it? That was a good fucking film, Matt. Patriot Day. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That. Oh, God, that was a good film. Was it? Hang on. Hmm. The what name Patriot Day sounds I know weird. Peter Berg. I know Peter Berg directed Patriot Day. It's not Source Code. No, no, no. I love that film as well. Fuck's sake. Okay, I'm going to have to look this up or it's going to drive me crazy. Chris, Stronger. you're right about... Stronger. Which? Stronger? Stronger. Well done. Yeah. Well done. No, it was Google. It wasn't me. I wish it was Good. Me. Good fucking film, that. Yeah. Okay, cool. That was your number five. So, my five, yes? AJ? Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Coming back to yours last week, you know how fucking near and dear this film is to me. Straight out of Compton. Crazy mother. Ice Cube. God, I love this fucking film so much. I love this fucking film so much. It is an, a hip hop fucking odyssey, this film. I dropped the O word. You know what? This movie gets a big fucking golden rock and roll. <laughs> rock on literally i got that for the show just be like yes golden rock on this film gets a golden rock on simon miller suck my Shit. dick i'm doing gimmick infringement um Shit. what sorry no 
I've just realised, I think I've gotten to a year when I said I'm going to get you. There's something I want to get you for your birthday. It better still be in the place that I want to get. But yeah, it's another <laughs> giant thing that you all love. But I just, yeah. Cost of living crisis. It may not be this year, but you are getting it from me. I, I, I live on that. Is hill. it this guy? No, no, no. 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 <laughs> Um, uh, Bit of any benefit of Pod Squad, that was a Optimus Prime. No, it's not an Optimus Prime. AJ, yes, I do forget we are a podcast. Um, hello, Pod Squad. How are you all? Hello, Jen. Hello, hello Mixed Memorabilia. <laughs> hello, Andy. How are you guys? Lovely to see you. Hear you. Hear you. you. Hear my voice. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Pod Squad. Hello, Pod Squad. I'm having an old friend for dinner. Yes, 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 yes. Cool. Um, straight out of Compton, dude. This fucking film from the opening of the drug deal gone wrong to e learning to rap to them being bent over on the side uh, on on the curb and then coming up with fuck the police from that to having that song get banned to going viral to having their CDs literally get burned and ice cube going i don't give a fuck they paid for them they can do what they want with them <laughs> which i think is brilliant um yeah i think genius and you know to them breaking up it the fucking journey these young guys go on and you know that's the key part to it you know that's the key part to it like when you look at how old they were, like mm. to think of it that Dre is 52, maybe now 53. No, Eminem's touching 50. But like they, they were young, they were young guns when this was all going on. It wasn't big men, they were young boys who yeah. were who were doing this. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, amazing movie. That um when they play fuck the police and get chased out the stadium, that remains one of my favorite modern movie scenes just because of the swagger they have when doing it the yeah. way that it's shot the way that f gary gray shoots that scene with the lights going in front of cube and the camera being behind him the finger going up i got something to say it's like i'm getting fucking goosebumps and i'm not even target demographic for this. i can only <laughs> fucking imagine what it's doing to the target demographic like oh God, I love this film. Do you know, it's also down to the part of, again, and it goes back to Boys in the Hood, and I don't want to bring it back to that, but it's it's that, it's the oppression that makes you build that kind of ego, you know? And it's down to, as much as I hate the guy, and it, it, they've said F him many times, Cube was the first to say it, Jerry Heller stepping up and it's like, oh, these are my guys, what are you doing? You know, that's what it takes for the police to see that these guys who are just on the side doing nothing, nothing illegal, that's what it takes for them to be proven innocent, you know. Yeah. It's those bits behind it, that psychology that that sticks with me. But it, it's yeah, it's a journey. That's it's why Jerry Heller was such an interesting character. Yes, they're getting fucked by a white boy, but that white boy did step up for them a few times, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. and he did them dirty, but he also gave him their big break. Fact. Yeah, I mean, look, there is no denying that. There is no denying that. It, it's, you know yeah. in the story of Elvis, I'm with the colonel. Yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. It, um, you would like to hope the cream would rise to the top, um, sadly, you know, without these kind of characters being in, in, involved in it. But, um, yeah, it, 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 again, it, it's, 
it's the relatable villain, isn't it? It's it's that part to the story, as you've always said, the, the arc to a good villain is someone you can relate to. It's like, but he's done good deeds. There are good sides to him, but he was yeah. a evil fuck. Again, again the, the film I called the best of the 21st century, The Founder. You go from loving Ray Kroc to, like, you, you can't... It, the fabric of a villain is a very weird DNA build. Like a it's, good villain. Yeah. Yeah. Again, and this is why I'm getting sick of the Marvel movies, because it's literally now they're fucking mustache twirlers. Like, bro, look at Hawkeye. The villain literally has a mustache that he twirls. I'm like, you're taking the <laughs> But he's not the villain. Bitch, please. He's not. What does the whole series lead up to? Oh, slippity slip, spinny spin. <laughs> Come on. I mean, build up to have you believe it. Yes, I get it. But he's a fucking nobody. It's through and through. But Correct. yeah, I get, what, I get what you're saying, though. That's what we're down to. Because the essential villain to Hawkeye was nerfed to fuck. I'm not going to deny that either. Like, it, there are many sides to it. I'm not... It, look, I, by the time I saw Kang, I... I mind you... Oh, you've I, seen it, have you? No, I'm talking in Loki. Oh, right. Wind me the hell up. But I do want to see him in Creed 3. He, I've heard he... in Yeah, I mean, I've heard he's also very good in Ant-Man 3. I just... I'm not I'm in any rush. rush. I didn't see it, no. Nor me. Nor me. There's no direction. Phase 4 hurt me. I've got no desire to rush and see you. Do you, know, do you know what makes it bad? If the three things in life start to be wavered. If AJ is not rushing to the fucking cinema, <laughs> like, mission accomplished. You're done fucked up, Marvel. AJ, no, you get a gold rock and roll. Oh, thank you. But no, it's it, it. I think Nate said it, and it's the truth. There's a part of the exhaustion. I I love it, but it was oh, it's coming. Now it's like oh yeah, I knew it was coming. Do you know what I mean? That excitement, that build, just isn't there anymore. Now apply that thinking to Triple H and we'll be best friends forever. We'll be best friends forever anyway. <laughs> Don't try and scare me with that. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a bit weak right now. But we proceed. Your number four. My number four, it was in last week. And I did say it would be a lot higher. And that's why it is. And it's not with the bottom lot. It's Also, hello, Pedro. Sorry. Hello, Pedro. Opa, opa, opa. Good to have you here, brother. It's the guarantee from last week. And I didn't realize the two guarantees that we had were both. Oh, In your list. Yeah, the both were Bruce Willis. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean it was uh, higher for you? It was my number one. No, no, no. I said, no. Do you remember where I had Reservoir Dogs? I, was, I, I had two Tarantino movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's where we're at. And that's where, that's where it came in. Pulp Fiction. The first Tarantino movie I saw. And it, it, it. Still it, his best. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard not to. And as I always say, I've seen Pulp Fiction twice, maybe three times. It, I, I call it the, 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 the Bohemian Rhapsody of film. I think I said that once, and I don't. I, I will never take it back. It's what nice. is, what is Bohemian? And I'm not talking the film. I'm talking the song. Now, as I've always said to people, Bohemian Rhapsody is not my favorite song. However. I am hard pressed to say there is a better composed song than Bohemian Rhapsody. The the journey and ups and downs and what the fuck is the story about is absolutely amazing. And that's the thing. What is the song Bohemian Rhapsody about? You tell me. And again, I tell you, what is Pulp Fiction about? 
Like there, there are you, there are parts to it, but it's messy. It's a trick. enough. It, you could argue that both are about the devil. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a good point. That's a good point. Does that make me a devil worshiper? Well, I'm an MJF fan, but we won't go any further. <laughs> I knew you were going to throw that in there. Did, you know what? It just started rolling off the tongue. Honestly, no, the it, moment it you said devil worshiper, I went three, two, one. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I, it wasn't planned, but yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, yeah, you could do, but that's the thing of Pulp Fiction. It's such a mad movie that there are all these weird little parts and each have these golden moments that you will just take away from it and you can piece it together. And this is, could I say the first ensemble movie I saw as well? It's hard that I've never really thought of Pulp Fiction as an ensemble movie. So fucking weird. I've never thought of it. Oh, it most definitely is an ensemble. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's a powerhouse set of film actors, you know, I don't know. Did it make our ensemble list? I don't even know if it did. Uh, I don't think it did. Wow. In my head, I'm all like, Ooh. Yeah, but that's <laughs> testament to how many great ensemble movies. Yeah, I know. But like Ocean's Eleven is always something that promises my head because you always see them all together. Whereas this, it's... My number one today. That's got quite the ensemble. Woo! We will... Okay, cool. I'm trying to think what it could be. But anyway, going through but it's because they're, they're scattered all over, but the story is still interconnected. And that's what I found an absolute beauty. It was the first of its kind that I saw like that. And I've always got a lot of love for it. So well done, Mr. Tarantino. Pulp Fiction made me a fan of yours. Right. That was my number four. Damn straight. All right. My number four then. Um, I mean, this is one of the quintessential LA movies. Arguably the greatest noir movie ever made. Debate to be had. Jack Nicholson, Chinatown. Do you know I feel bad? Do you know I feel bad? Because Chinatown was, as I said last week, it was my number 10. And then I was like, no, 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 it's definitely making it in this week. And it didn't. It didn't. And uh, can well, I be honest? Yeah? There yeah, are well, no, there's still another week. But I'm I'm still I'm still in LA Confidential Town. That's the problem. And that's why Chinatown is kind of like, I'm not touching anyone at the minute, but it's an awesome movie. I'll let you run with it while I well, you're about to get very bored now because all I'm talking about for the next few entries, I mean, I think this is my second noir entry on the list. Yeah, yeah. so I've had the nice guys and I got Chinatown. Yeah, I got two more. Um, so look, Chinatown is dark. Chinatown is gritty. Chinatown is about an undercover detective trying to uncover the truth about a, a missing girl. And it, the the... the it turns into this huge fucking city-wide conspiracy about poisoning the water, about getting capitalist gain. And it's like, you want to talk about a movie that starts with small pebble drops off mountain and creates avalanche? I give you Chinatown. Yeah. Also, the nose. Ah! <laughs> I never am able to watch that and not get a bit squeamish. It's really fucking uncomfortable. I'm going to echo Pedro Santos's words here. Chinatown's a perfect film, flawless. It really is. And it's got one of it's got one of the most harrowing last lines of film ever. There it go, Jack. It's Chinatown. It's like, ah, so all that effort. All the effort. Yeah. No result. Ha! Huh? <laughs> It's devastating. It's like being yeah, punched in the yeah. stomach. You're like, but, but, no. You've got to love a Roman product, says Ibrahim Almala. You do. 
say what you will about the man, but Roman Polanski makes one fucking good movie. Wish he touched yeah. kids less, but he's very well, talented. Let, let's stay away from that. Yeah, it's like LA Confidential. I didn't want to praise the guy, but it's basically done good. He, he done good. I, 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 he's I incredible. Hate, I, I don't I often him. use the word, but I hate Kevin Spacey. The individual, I think, is absolute dirt and scum. However, he was able to knock a few films out of the park, and LA Confidential was one of them. Yep. Yeah. Your number three? Right, my number three. Um, some would say it has no right being this high, and I don't really care what you people say. It's one of my favorite comedies. What do you mean, you people? That, whoa. Anyone who hates on this film, I did not. There was no. Ah, <laughs> you missed the opportunity to throw it back at me and go, What do you mean, you people? I, I mean, I could have. I could have. I was just so on the fence. And I thought, It's very funny he's going to say that because in this, you people that I said, it's a fucking all star cast of white people. <laughs> so, for anyone on pod, I'm talking Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Julianne Moore, Emma Stone, Marissa Tomei, and Kevin Bacon. Crazy stupid love. There is something about this comedy that has a quirk that I love. I remember randomly stumbling across it once and I caught it part way and I left it. Then I saw it again and it was it's the gold of Steve Carell hearing that his wife has had an affair and just jumping out of a moving car. And I remember cracking up. And it it goes from that kind of slapstick s comedy to a different kind of comedy, and that's what I love. It brings you in one way and it takes you in on a complete different journey. And it tricks you into not seeing that fucking ending coming. I didn't ah. see that coming. I did not see it coming. I invested so much into the two separate stories. Normally, I'm able to piece this shit together. This one... I I think had- I, something said to me, oh, I bet she's his... And I was like, ah, oh, maybe. Oh, I had a Viz moment. I was like... <laughs> I thought I saw it coming, but I was just like, oh, no, will it, no, can it, will it, it, but it's all the different elements of connection, you know, I remember at one point, like, I I know there was a point where you were very anti Ryan Gosling, and then became very pro Ryan Gosling, I remember seeing this film and being like, I've got my boys, but I need a Ryan Gosling. That he, the uber cool that he has in this film. The way he's like, but people from the eyes him. down. Because <laughs> if you look at Ryan Gosling, there, there's not much going on. <laughs> no, but he, he's character. Have you ever played the captain game with Ryan Gosling? The captain game from How I Met Your Mother. No. Just, just co- cover, cover his, cover, cover the bottom of Ryan Gosling's face whenever you next see him on screen. There's okay. nothing going on with the eyes. There's literally nothing going on with his eyes. I could believe that, actually. I could believe He's got that. Shark eyes, like Ben Affleck has shark eyes, bro. Yeah, I, I could. I yeah, that, that I can understand actually. Fair enough. Fair enough. But it's the way that he, as you said, as much as he's got that, he oozes with the cool. The way he st- turns Steve Carell's life around. Like no one gives a fuck if your wife slept with this guy. But every night, that's all I'm hearing you say. And he just switches this guy up. And it's that. It's the way he, the ultimate player, makes a connection. And again, I dare anybody to tell me that Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling do not have connection. These guys fucking own it. City of Stars. There you go. There you go. They also done Gangster Squad, which again, I forgot to put on this. Yeah. Crazy Stupid Love, I know some people are like, it's not there, but there was something magical about that comedy and the story that just resonates with me. And it's my number three. 
Who the fuck's anyone to tell you otherwise then, bro? If it worked for... I know how much you love this movie. I wish I shared it. And I really like this movie. But I've seen it once, and I think that's plenty. And I've got a very good memory of it. You, you're like, I love this film. Like, that's cool. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So that's my number three. All right. My number three, my third noir movie, Bob Hoskins... Who framed Roger Rabbit? Now you see that's a noir I didn't think of as a noir. By the way, I like the fact that you took the board game. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to have some fun. <laughs> it's all kinds Good of cool. Spot. You passed the test. Yeah, Good just, just caught my other. Hello. <laughs> um, it no, absolutely is a noir movie, though. Come on. Yeah, of course. Every... Conspiracies Maybe. to overthrow. Can... I, I'm going to have to stop you there. Can we be real? The femme fatale. Yes. I remember once you said something, and I can't remember if it was on pod or not, and you asked the question, what was your sexual, sexual awakening? awakening? <laughs> and without saying a single word, and I crossed my mind over a hundred things, and I went, do you know what? I don't know why, but I think my answer is Jessica Rabbit. And you went, bang on, exactly what I thought. And I was like, hey, <laughs> did we just become best friends? <laughs> it just Every fucking 90s kid of our age had their sexual awakening because of Jessica Rabbit and Ariel. I won't hear otherwise. Yeah. Wet redheads. That's what 90s kids were about. <laughs> Fair play. Tell me I'm wrong. It's very hard to say differently. Poor Ariel, she was an idiot. <laughs> Bro, she's proper dumb. Like, she's proper fucking dumb. Like, look at all of these wonderful things. Holding up a fork. Your father has a trident. You fucking retard. Sorry. Ooh, 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 ooh. Here we go. Cancel culture that back. Not allowed to say that anymore? Oh, well. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's a cartoon character. (laughs) Who sexually awoke you? But we won't go into that. Yes. Maybe I have a kink. (laughs) (laughs) The way of water. (sighs) The way of water. (laughs) The way of water. Very good. (laughs) Right. Anyway. We move on. We move Let's on. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is fucking incredible. One of it's possibly the best example of blending live action with cartoon ever. Um, it's yes. got yes. pretty much yes. everyone's favorite working man actor in Bob Hoskins. Um, Christopher Lloyd is an amazing villain in this. The setting of Toontown on the outskirts of Los Angeles is great. The kind of down on his luck, stereotypical Chinatown style. I mean, Bob Hoskins is literally embracing his inner Jack Nicholson in this. <laughs> literally. Bob yeah. Hoskins watched Chinatown and went, I could do that. <laughs> and may he rest in peace. I miss him every day he's gone. Yeah. yeah. No, um, but yeah, wonderful movie. Loves it. It was so cool. Also, the clash of cultures between Disney and Warner Brothers. You know, it's like, ah, yes, Mickey and Bugs. Mickey still won. <laughs> oh, yeah. that uh, parachute there, Bugs. Yeah, I don't think you want it. Oh, 
Donald Duck and Daffy Duck is also quite a quite a magical moment. Yeah. Does anyone understand what the fuck is saying? (laughs) (laughs) So good. So fucking good. Who won that fight? It was Donald, wasn't it? Was it Daffy? I feel I want to say Daffy, but I could be wrong. I thought Disney won all of the kind of Roger Rabbit's a very long time ago. That's so good. It's so fucking good. Daffy was the last last piano player. I could be wrong though. Okay, your number two. My number two. Where are we? So it's the one you brought up last week, and I it it just could not be left out. It wasn't your number one. I think it was your number two as well. But it's such a golden. My number two is American History X. Oh, number three. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's my number two. Mm-hmm. Yes, singing in the rain. Like I, 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 it, it, I felt so remiss from taking it out last. I, 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 it was very high last week. Then we said we're going to do two parts. I was like, you need to keep some fire for next week. And it's stupid because I knew it would definitely make your list last week. But my god, again, go back to last week. But there is just something magical about this film. Like, had you told me before, and I would have seen the quality of the film. But the fact that it shows you what side... It, it's the story, it's the dancing, it's its the charisma. It's, it's the Donald charisma O'Connor. From these characters. It's Donald O'Connor, yeah. It's its just... It's a perfect melange. It, it's a mix I didn't know I needed, yeah. but I'm so thankful I got it. Yeah. I, you know, it's it the weird... Really like, is, again, yeah. when you... And I think also it, it's very fitting when I watched it. I think early pod... I would have just watched. But the more you start, the different varieties of stuff you've done, the different stuff you uncover through film. And then you start to focus <laughs> yourself. But what I'm getting at is the more you start looking at different things in the history of film, and you're like, well, of course, we went from silent movies to here. How did they adapt? And they just take the actual piss out of it. I just think it was gold. It was just, yeah. yeah. You've said it perfectly. It's a movie that everyone deserves to see and will be thankful for seeing i've still to this day not met anyone who said i don't like singing in the rain unless they're a little hipster vegan eating wanker um, i don't even know why i brought vegans into it there sorry i'm being proper catty tonight um, <laughs> were you not borderline vegan at one point never vegan vegetarian okay. i don't give up cheese sorry you can rape the cow just don't kill the cow to be oh. honest, the only reason I stopped being vegetarian was because a certain someone got meat fucking cravings. Do you know, it's, I mean, there's two things. My mum had given up meat for the longest while. And so as I started to cook once, she, the smell of what I cooked made her go back to meat. And again, that's the problem. Once you go back to it, it's very hard. You know, that was like 20 years ago. She's still mm. not gone back to vegetarianism. Once you can quit it, but I think once you quit and go back, it's very hard to quit again. It's very hard to quit again. Can I tell you the thing? The, the thing for me that was difficult was to make because you saw some of the stuff I was doing with vegetarian cuisine. Like I was really like applying and committing to it, and really trying to do kind of not just let's put a load of dishes in one pan and put them in the oven. It's like fucking yawn. I'm not going to be able to live off that. I was going out of my way to be creative. I, my life doesn't allow me that sort of time because to do these creative dishes, what you know, it was like an hour long cook. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I can't do it anymore. Um, yeah, not for, not against it, just can't do it anymore. By the way, 
power to the vegetarians and vegans, nothing wrong. Just stop pissing people off who eat meat because you're not going to convert them that way. Yeah, yeah. Not how you really good, really good film about how Alcoholics Anonymous was founded, and that's how they realize it. Don't just hammer an alcoholic like you shouldn't drink. They they found another support system, and it's the same with that. The more you attack people, the the less likely it's going to work. For some reason, I only just noticed the dreads that are coming through tonight. Oh, they're there. Trust me, this is the closest it's been to like a ponytail, but yeah, no, they're here. I probably touched my hair, and a couple of like popped out. Yeah. The shitlocks come to say hello. Well, yo, 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 yo. That, that, that's, that's some fucking Dave Chappelle Reggie shit. I do not do shitlocks. I pay too much for them to be called shitlocks, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Way too much. <laughs> Such a cuss for that comment you just made, but I won't do it because you're my friend. <laughs> Anyhow, you say it still looks like shit. I will personally go. It's so you. worse. It's so worse when I got on my tongue, but I won't do go, it. Go, go for the element of banter. I will take it. Oh, dearie me. You should consider asking for more money <laughs> if that's too. <laughs> it's mean. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Not that I want to get into this. But I am on a friend. Oh, I know my my discount. weave is whack as hell at the moment. No, 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 not... it's not even that. I'm on a friends and family discount. How much do you pay for to get your hair done, bro? Well, not that you've been. To the um, so I mean, I don't get it done often, as you can probably fucking tell, right? But like, uh, I think thirty quid. Yeah, my retwist is eighty, bro. What now? <laughs> eighty, and that's because I'm giving you a fucking hand job with that haircut, bro. There are people who pay one fifty to get their hair done by the guy who does my hair. I can't disclose some stuff because he signed an NDA. But once I, Yo, press, he's got you eating that flat Earth Society Kool Aid shit there, man. No, 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 no. no. When I tell you who does my hair, like, okay, fuck it, he's done Stevie Wonder's hair. Like, he, he's serious. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. What's his name? Micah Richards, two hundred pound a week to get his hair done. This is 80 every three months. But anyway, like, I'm not bougie. Yeah, but Micah Richards spends money like he's got it for, you know, infinites, and he doesn't. That boy, that boy is going to be Saul Campbell when he's 40. Watch. Yeah, yeah. When I had 200 quid a week on a trim, I was like, bro, no, no. no I shape up no. as a fiver. Go to the ends. Don't play like your guy's that good. It's just, it's not that. Anyway, enough deviation. Uh, <laughs> Pedro Sancta says here, say, quick side question, please. What's one of the best films you guys have seen this year? Uh, new releases, Tar, The Whale, and Babylon. I have to really apologize because out of films this year, I think all I can quote is you people. That's all I've seen for the year as a new film. Sad, but real. Had fun with it, though. But yeah. Singing in the Rain was your two, yeah? Yeah. Okay, guys, before we do disclose our worst, would you like to get your top I tens out? And rush to, but yeah, okay. Well, I mean, listen, just let's, let's, get, let's get the ball rolling, like giving people time to type. Yes, now you're number two, sir. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, my last noir movie, which is, you're going to say, oh, I didn't think of that as a noir, but yeah, it's a noir. People are going to be like, well, this has to be in the Rushmore. Yeah, maybe it does. Blade Runner. I'm aware of it as a noir. I can see that. Even though the female may be a robot. Um, yeah, it's still a female. Um, still yeah. a female, and, but 
the movie's asking the question, what stops a robot being human? Well, let's be real. So yeah. may, um, may, maybe she is real, AJ. If 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 we can call Jessica Rabbit a cartoon character, a a sexual awakening. Why, why can't a robot? Um, I'm gonna leave this to you because I've yeah, I'm where I'm at with Blade Runner. This movie gets better every fucking time I see it. There is so much rich detail that goes into this plot and this world. It is it, it, it is crazy. Like I, I can't still can't quite fathom how Ridley Scott, who has become so fucking heavy-handed with his movies, I still enjoy them. But he's become very heavy-handed. How he had such nuance and subtlety in his filmmaking then incredible like the idea of a movie through the scope of a detective hunting down a robot a fucking android robot whatever you fucking want to call it and asking the greater questions about the human soul about the psyche about what the meaning of life is about what makes us human about oh boy and again, you want to talk about a unique way of fucking capturing LA? I give you Blade Runner. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, I need. I, I'm aware the podcast just doesn't grant me the time to go back to Blade Runner. That's the problem. It's not long. It felt long. Yeah, it's slow. It's annoying. Yeah, but that, that's the problem. Do you get what I'm saying? It, it, some, and sometimes that's what's worse. I, I, I'm gonna be so real at the moment. I have been re-watching Memento because that's LA. That feels I, slow. I, I was like, an hour and a half, I should be able to bang it out. It has taken me the better part of a week to try and watch the film. Mm -hmm. Now, I've got some mad hours. The film's an hour and a half, it feels like three. And I, I'm still like, mm, I, I remember why I'm confused with this film again. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, yeah. There we are. So will Memento make it next week? Who knows? It may even make it to Worth by the way it's been. Nah, come on. It's not a word. I like the film. I like the film. I'm just saying it's been fucking with me. It really has been. <laughs> yeah, it does that. Um, what's your worst, bro? I really hate myself for saying this, right? But I remember it not being as good as I was. In the height of my, like, I liked Colin Farrell. Samuel L. Jackson was the man. LL Cool J always had that call. I loved that Michelle Rodriguez had that edge in Fast and the Furious. SWAT came along and it just wasn't yeah. great. <laughs> like, I, I remember watching SWAT multiple times. And this is why I feel a bit deep because I remember watching it a few times and having the DVD and banging it out. But I'm also like, but it didn't hit like I wanted it to hit. Mm -hmm. So, as much as I would like to talk about it, I felt like this was going to be the next best action movie it had the stars to make it you said again michelle rodriguez i think one of the most kick-ass women out there samuel l jackson the bad motherfucker himself colin farrell who rarely does wrong and ll cool j for shits and giggles no he's not the greatest actor but he could play the part for he's it fun, what you're looking for. Huh? he can be fun ll this is what i'm saying you would have had the fun he wasn't going to be the greatest actor in that team he wasn't going to be the biggest action star but i thought a bit of cool you like the cool cat in the team it just didn't hit. And I felt bad, but I didn't really have a worse. And I was like, oh, shit, SWAT. I don't know why SWAT came into my head. I started thinking maybe buddy cop movies, cops. I was like, oh, shit. And I just, I something made me think of SWAT. And I I don't even remember the premise to the film. It's been that long. And bad. SWAT is bad. I'll give you that. Yeah. 
It was Olivia Martinez, the, the villain in that. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that the one? I'll pay $10 million to anyone who can free me. Oh, shit, now I'm beginning to remember it more and more. Yeah, and it's on this SWAT team to stop this guy. Again, I had weird fun with it, but it's not. The hype I wanted it to do, it did not match it, and that's why this week's worst is SWAT. It's not good. Uh, My worst this week, um, and it's only come to me just now, funnily enough. I was about to say I don't have a worst, and then this film, I was like, oh, yes, this piece of shit. I love me some John Carpenter, AJ. I love me some Escape from New York, but I does not love me the follow-up, which was Escape from LA. Oh, dear. Now, this is hard because I know, and I've always said I wanted to watch Escape from LA, even no, though no, no, I know. But again, when New York has resonated to some people, it just didn't really do it for me. I can only imagine how bad this is. Dude, like... I watched this movie and I'm like, what the fuck happened here? How did this go so wrong? How did we go from having a kind of Mad Max meets like fucking Arkham Asylum, although obviously Arkham Asylum Arkham City. was in- Arkham yeah, City, sorry, although Arkham City was inspired by this, not the other way around. I'm aware. Um, but how do we have that kind of zany mix? And then we go to Snake Pliskin rides a wave in bad CGI. I'm like, are you joking? I'm sorry, did, 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 did the fucking script writers of Point Break get in touch with John Carpenter and went, bro, surfing, man. It's like, <laughs> we, did, we did surfing Nazis in our film. I sound like I hate surfers with these pics. I, look at my fucking hair. I'm a surfer boy. I love that shit. But like, bro. bro <laughs> like, what the fuck? This film sucks. How I don't understand how you took a premise that was so good and then you got hit. Like what? What happened? What went wrong here? Bad. Okay, okay. I I can't comment. I wish I could. I've not brought myself around to doing it. New York try. New York scarred me already, so I don't know what I'm doing about it. New York, good. No, <laughs> okay. oh, stay the fuck away from her. Well, <laughs> this is the know, problem. This is the bro, problem. Maybe it may be your hippopotamus. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Make your own right. mind up about shit, man. Go check it. Yeah, no, 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 bro. Again, on the list, it's just a, a time, a time situation. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So your you're number one, AJ. My number one. You called it actually when you said um, Michael Mann will come back up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tom Cruise. Jamie Fox, collateral. Yeah. Do you know? It's, again, on next the concept week. of the film. Hmm? It's on next, next week. week. Yeah. The concept of the film is awesome. The acting is awesome, but it's it's what you said. It's the way LA is shown in this film. It's just a, a it's a different kind of beautiful. Bro, he made you know? LA green and pink. How yeah. the fuck did he pull yeah. that off? Yeah. It, it's it's weird, but I just remember being taken in by this film, you know, and you've got Jamie Foxx, a, a cab driver who does what a cab driver does, picks up a ride. Little does he know that he's picked up the menacing Vincent, that is Tom Cruise, who is a hitman who's going to be doing a few jobs, and he's literally got this guy under his thumb, and this guy's exposed to a world, another part of LA that exists that he was very unaware of while working in the same areas, you know? Every other night, this shit is going down. He doesn't know what is going on. 
Mm-hmm. Weird but wonderful story. Loved it. Loved it. And it's the, the mix of these two powerful actors plus the way it's shot. I, I just couldn't find any other film to... And the jarring, the jarring effect of seeing Tom Cruise as a stone-cold villain. Yeah, yeah. But I want to see more of him like this. Tell me about it. So much. Yes, I I love Tom Cruise's shtick. I enjoy seeing him on screen. Um, Honestly, at this point, I can't tell one Mission Impossible apart from the next. I know I always like them. I know, I know, I know. But I can't tell them apart, but... Man, I would love to see more of Tom Cruise play the villain. It, Shit, yeah. even in Tropic Thunder, he was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's very rare, but he, yeah, when he does it, he nails it. So bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> Pedro Santos says Some, something about Michael Mann's films that draw those Scarface fans. That crowd cannot resist his shit. Yes, these two right here. They, they, we are the Scarface <laughs> hey. Right here. Hey, how you doing, man? <laughs> Fuck with us, you fuck with the best, eh? Um, let me start Dens there. All right, bro. What do you think my one is? I said it's an all-star cast. Right, I'm working with some logics on my head. Um, all-star cast. Mm-hmm. There's some power. I. Going through your list, you haven't done a Tarantino. And we talked about how many he had. And it wouldn't be Reservoir because we had said that. I want to say Jackie Brown. Hmm. Oh, no. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, huh? Yeah? You're going with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, no, no. I'm saying that's not all-star enough, really, to me. My head is telling me Jackie. Okay. Oh, oh, fuck. If it is, it's the one I held back and it hurt me. Because I've held back on it because I think I was going to make it my number one. This is, again, this this weak thing. Fuck it. Fuck it. I want to say, is it true, Roman? It is true romance. Okay. <laughs> well played. Well played. One of my top five movies of all time. I don't care. Come you know at me. It, it, it hit me again. It hit me again. And I'll tell you why. Because I remember the love you had for it. Oh, I remember the love you had for it when you first mentioned it to me. And I had no clue what this film was. True romance is in next week's list. Bro. You have a lot more affinity for it. I have a scene. I have a scene. There's that a few scenes. <laughs> you see, Draxel doesn't mean shit to me. I, 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 I don't mad. I, it doesn't. I love Gary Oldman as well, and that's what hurts me to say it. He's terrifying. He didn't do shit for me, but it's Christopher the Walker on the other hand. Yeah. Or the scene that, where James Gandolfini's kicking the shit out of Patricia Arquette. It's like that—that's harrowing. That's that's the. It's such a hard watch. Well, dude, it, can we just go through this fucking cast, please? Because, like, I, I don't best cast ever. James Gandolfini, Conchata Farrell, Saul Rubinek, Michael Rapaport, Samuel L. Jackson, Bronson Pinchot, 
Christopher Wilkin, Brad Pitt, Gary Oldman, Val Kilmer, Dennis Hopper, Patricia Arquette, Christian Slater, Chris Penn, Tom Sizemore. Have I done enough, motherfucker? Like, <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. It's a, it's a baggy cast. It's and let's baggy. just not forget, written by Tarantino, and I maintain possibly the best thing he's ever written, and I include Pulp Fiction in that, and directed by Tony Scott. Like, bro, the, the, the story, it asks you to swallow such an unbelievably hard pill in its opening 10 minutes that this wastrel loser CD, not that there's anything wrong with this, but this is how the movie presents him, a wastrel loser movie-obsessed CD clerk hooks up with a call girl and in one night they fall in love. Yes, it's an impossible pill to swallow because we all know as functioning adults that, that you know, this notion of true love, or not true love, but love at first sight is very, very much kind of a fairy tale, isn't it? And it's, but it, it, in that, it almost invites you to allow yourself to be vulnerable and go back to that time you were a child, despite the extremely explicit nature of the sex going on on screen. It's still saying to you, yeah, but love. These yeah. two are in love. And then it's the way this, again, this change, knock on effect of how their world crumbles around them from finding the drugs to getting their freedom to evading the law and coming in and out of contact with this crazy, crazy rogue gallery of characters. It's like, Jesus wept. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. No, <sighs> I, I, I love this film so much, I can't tell you. And yeah, it's it's top five of all time for me. Yeah. So a reminder for our Rushmore this week. Um, Sorry, big one sec. Yes. Are we all good? AJ is on mute. I will continue talking. So uh, let me just go through some Rushmore's here quickly, guys. Yeah, do uh, that. Sorry, I need, to, I need to come off screen for like two seconds. So I will let you... Do you want me to do my top 10 quickly? And then I vanish and then, yeah, I, I'm going to be off screen. We'll have time to ban, um, do one. Go for it. Okay, guys. Right. In at number 10 for me, Agent Smith, Agent Carter, Rush Hour. Um, Demolition Man in at number nine. In at number eight, the Christmas movie, Die Hard. In at number seven. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. Terminator 2. In at number six. Pop quiz, hutch up. It's speed. In at number five. I need to correct myself because it's not in my list. Bear with me a second. It is Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. Absolutely creepy, creepy film. In at number four is Pulp Fiction. In at number three, Crazy Stupid Love. In at number two, we're singing in the rain. Worst SWAT, sorry guys, it just didn't work. And and at number one, Jamie Foxx, Tom Cruise, collateral. Crazy stupid love above Die Hard and Pulp Fiction. God damn it, boy. Yeah, but they've been done. They get put up. I damn. Um, all right. I I'll know crazy stupid love does get brought up, but not as much. Not as much. Those Don't be ones. too long because I do want to wrap this, yeah. Um yeah, we are but... we are wrapping really quick. All right, all right. So my number 10, um, Boys in the Hood, in at number nine, Speed, eight, 
Demolition Man, seven, Nightcrawler, six, The Nice Guys, five, Straight Outta Compton, four, Chinatown, three, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, two, Blade Runner, my worst was Escape from LA, and my number one was True Romance. Now, a reminder in case some of you have just tuned into this episode for the first time and not heard last week's episode, this is part two of three of our top 10 movies from LA. Each week we will be doing 10 movies. And uh, the movies last week, there may have been some that we covered already, where if in case you're wondering, like, where the fuck's this movie or that movie? Could be last week or it could be coming next week. You'll have to go back and watch that video or maybe tune in next week to see where we go with all this. Um, but let me have a quick look here to see where people have gone. So I've got Den the Tech here who has said, in no order, we've got Demolition Man, Collateral, Predator 2, Grease, Behave. Transformers 1, Lethal Weapon, Friday, Menace to Society, Speed, and Beverly Hills Cop. Pedro Sanctos has said, Boogie Nights, Barton Fink, Body Double, Rebel Without a Cause, and Lethal Weapon. Gavin Mann has said, The Mask, One Hour Photo, 187, The Terminator, The Running Man, Catch Me If You Can, Sunset Boulevard, Face Off, Mulholland Drive, and They Live. Hi, AJ. And Chris Trengrove has said, my top 10, Singing in the Rain, Heat, The Terminator, Ellie Confidential, Sunset Boulevard, Chinatown, Die Hard, Blade Runner, Pulp Fiction, and Mulholland Drive. I'm going to share something with you here, Chris. I was not a big fan of Mulholland Drive. I could not get into it. Um, but it is a great list. It's a very, very great list you've got. Um, and yeah. To come back to what you do did say here, it is a three-part series, 10 each week. So, Chris, there was some serious heavy hitters that we did last week. So maybe go back and have a listen or watch of that. Ibrahim Almala has given us a list too. My list in No Order, The Soloist, Chinatown, Speed, La La Land, American History X, Magnolia, Blade Runner, Volcano, Gangster Squad, and Drive. Chris Trenkov says, Nico, are we fighting? Chris! Not fighting because I don't have disdain for Mulholland Drive. Just kind of an open honesty of, I didn't get it. I think I need to rewatch it. I've only seen it once and I was a little bit drowsy when I saw it. I, it went over my head, dude. Um, I'm going to have to get, everyone raves about that film. I'm going to have to rewatch it and see if I can, you know, <laughs> figure it out for lack of a better word. But it felt a bit vapid and empty for me. I was like, mm, we're being a bit art healthy for the sake of being art healthy. Um, but yeah, I'll check it out again. Look, when I've got Pedro, Gavin, and Chris telling me like, it's great, check it out. I guess I have to check it out again. Um, now, also a reminder from last week, because I had Pulp Fiction and Die Hard on my list last week. They've been carried over to this week, even more so, especially because AJ's brought them up on his list. Two of the Rushmore slots are already filmed for oh, for already oh, confirmed from last week, and those are Pulp Fiction and Die Hard. And AJ, your timing is perfect. <laughs> I was I was about to pitch a very cheeky another Clash of the Titans here. Okay, hit me. So we've got Pulp and Die Hard already, right? Mm -hmm. What if we added Chinatown and Blade Runner to that party? Chinatown, I'm all in for because I owe Chinatown. There's two weeks I've taken Chinatown off the list. Um, probably be my number 10 next week just because, hey, fuck it. <laughs> it's been pushed back twice. I'll give you Chinatown. 
Let you me won't just give me Blade Runner? You don't want to see Blade Runner fight Pulp Fiction? Oh, I'm, I'm I do. You've got Collateral next week, yeah? Yeah. I'll give it to you. Cool. That was an easy Rushmore. <laughs> Have you got those jotted down? Um, give me a sec. So, Pulp Fiction Die Hard. Hmm. Okay, cool. Chris says, my all-time... My five all-time favorite. Let's chat, Nico. Let's chat. Listen, bro, if it means to you what true romance means to me, then we must definitely chat. And I I'm, I must understand this movie better, but it did not work for me. And I What's promised that? Mulholland Drive. I don't get it. I watched it and I was you know like... What? I've mm -hmm. seen it. I, I, uh, it's one of those that came on Sky Movies a lot at one point, And I'm, it was there, but it never struck to me. Right. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it. But look, everyone seems to love it. Sometimes movies just don't work for people, but I do need to try and wrap my head around it. Maybe yeah. it'll be like a Godfather. I'll appreciate it more upon rewatching. But we've got our we've got our Rushmore locked in, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, this is a biggie. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of another top ten movie set in Los Angeles, part two, in no particular order is Pulp Fiction. Our second entry is Die Hard. Our third entry is Chinatown. Our final entry into the movie Mount Rushmore of another top 10 movie set in LA is Blade Runner. Fuck me, that's a fucking Rushmore. Let them fight. Indeed, indeed. That that that's all kinds of cool. That is all... I feel kind of deep that Speed didn't make it though. Can't lie. Really? It, it just feels very LA. It it just has the feels of LA. I don't know. I don't know. Just yeah. look at it. No, put it this way. I would like to see it in 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 the in where you've got your Die Hard and you've got your Terminators. You know those kind of films. That is an action film that does worth the mentioning in LA. Why did you say this demolition man? It, I don't know. It's just it's just one of those weird quirks. I feel like, yeah, we both had it this week and it didn't get a mention. It's cool. It's cool. You seeing the strength we're putting out on our Rushmores at the moment? Like last week, we had American History X, Terminator Two, Heat, and LA Confidential, and this week we're doing Pulp Fiction, Die Hard, Chinatown, and Blade Runner. <laughs> Fuck you, it. internet! Fight with that. <laughs> That's all kinds of big. Okay, guys. So, as usual, please tell a friend to tell a friend or tell your people to tell their people, as I like to call it. As then the tech would say, just tell five people to tell five people. That's all we're looking for. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a share. Put the comments down. And again, guys, this is going to sound so weird. Live chat is not comments. So if you do happen to just want to drop another comment later on and just let this run in the background. It helps on the views. So we will always appreciate that. But you guys tuning in every week and randomly on a Friday night where it wasn't planned, you could have been anywhere. You chose your Friday night with the silver screen dudes. So that is really, really appreciated. Guys, don't think it's gone on. You get a rock and roll gold star. You get it. You definitely get it. So we do thank you. Um, do you want me to tune my voice? Are you ready to drop it on me? Drop it. Yeah. So if you are down with the pod squad tell your podcast people they're not just spotify they're not just itunes apple podcast Castbox, google podcast spreaker iHeartRadio, radio pod chaser tune in 
Tune in, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Radio Republic, Podcast Republic, Podcast Guru, Player FM, Bullhorn, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Castro, Podbean, Pod Hero, Podcast Hero, Pod Friend, Sonnet FM, and just search for Movie Mount Rushmore. We're there, baby. We're everywhere. And you guys everywhere. know that. So VOD Squad, Pod Squad, Live Squad, we love you guys. And as you know, guys, more importantly, head on over to Movie MT Rushmore. But more, 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 more importantly than that, head on to the guy that will be tweeting, retweeting good old JT from We Love Movies at Movie Polls for you. And that's where you'll be able to crown El Capitan, El Numero Uno, the best of the best of the best, sir, with honours. And to quote Islander, in the end, there can only be the one. So until the next time, I am the one, AJ Anthony Jordan. And if you do like this type of content, guys, and you do want to support us, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash movie dudes. And for literally less than the price of a daily Starbucks, you can support us at a rate that is convenient for you. I would also like to remind everyone that, as you can see down right here in my in my tag, if you're watching live or on VOD, if you're on pod, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you now. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, Daddy Goo, where I just do gaming. I'm catching you, Ministry. I'm on 51 subscribers yeah, now. You guys are doing good. You're doing good. You guys, you are doing good. Yeah. Um, two videos a week, one like a comedy kind of highlight video and one like a full-on hour and a half live stream if you want to watch on. For some... I, I do story games. I don't do like Call of Duty and FIFA and that shit. That's just, just not my jam at all. But yeah, if you guys want to check that out, go check it out. Otherwise, that is pretty much it from us. And I yeah. guess we will see you next week. Oh, in a few days' time, guys. We are in a few days' time. Tuesday, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> yes. See ya. See ya.